All right, what's up? This is the Shetler Show. We're back. Um, as I always do, I got to give uh, some credit to the sponsors of the show. Um, first off is Solstice Skate Shop out of New Bedford, Mass. Um, Jay Vasconcellos, sick skate shop, legit dude. If you're ever in New Bedford, stop by, get some shoes, shirts, board, hook it up. He'll give you a good deal for sure. Um, we got Olo Clip. I don't know if you've heard about Olo Clip before, but uh, what it is is it's an accessory for your iPhone, um, and they're really amazing, actually. Uh, you just slap it on there, basically, and it's three lenses. You got your wide angle, you got your fisheye, and you got a macro, and it's easy. You just slide it right on your phone, and you got a lens. So if you're filming, skateboarding, you just want to shoot an artsy photo, need to get it all in, throw on the wide angle, and uh, they're really cool, man. So Olo Clip, check them out. And uh, then we got World Industries, boards and shoes, good skate stuff, great team, working on a video right now, should be out probably next year. Uh, check out worldindustries.com. And then we got All I Need Apparel, which is my own brand. I started it, got a skate team, Corey Goonan, Billy Drown, uh, Jacob Hammond, John McCoy. Check it out. W uh, what the hell is the website? Allineedskate.com. And... Uh, yeah, pick up some gear, shirts, snapbacks, whatever. Today we got Andrew Mo, Andrew Militia on the show. Um, the first time I heard of you was through uh, Tim Rio, my yeah, good friend. Yeah, our, 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 our mutual good friend. Yeah, did you meet Tim in Philly? Yeah, when uh, Tim was going to school down in Philly, I uh, I ended up, you know Dubs, you met Dubs. Yeah, right? yeah, hell so yeah. Dubs is one of my best friends, and he, uh, he started... Uh, becoming friends with like Carrie McCullough and Carrie's like sick. those dudes from Connecticut, like Will Reslow and stuff. Yeah, sure. And uh, yeah, they both are out of control. Dudes are sick. And uh, so like Tim and K Tim was like Carrie's like camp counselor at Woodward. Yeah. And yeah. then they both went to Philly U. So they ended up living together, and Dubs ended up living with them too. So I first met all those dudes through Dubs because they were roommates. So that's how I'd met Tim. Hell yeah. And uh, he was always, you know, like I knew he was from Boston, always had his Red Sox hat on, or like Massachusetts, you know. <laughs> and then it was just funny that I I was like, we were down there forever, and then I ended up moving to Boston. And I was like, dude, now I'm here, man, you need to come back. And then he ended up coming back, which was cool. Yeah, Tim's so, a rad dude. He's the best dude out, man. Um, we call him Mean Matt Damon, so next time you see him, because he just looks like a mean-ass Matt Damon. Yeah. Like grumpy-ass. Like a smart, yeah, he, he's got that. I like when I like when he went through his uh, wife beater, super. <laughs> Uh, like didn't shave Steve's. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. It was like a little. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, Tim getting uh, getting like a little raunchy over there. We also called him not so gay Tim because we had a friend named Gay Tim. He wasn't gay, like he didn't like dudes, but he just I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, he just got to be gay Tim. Yeah, and then just happened. We had the other Tim, so he was obviously not so gay Tim. Um, did you ever go to Woodward? Yeah, I actually worked there uh, with Tim. Oh, uh, did you wash dishes? Or what? Nah, I just was like an instructor. Sick. Fuck yeah, because Tim was like, a, he was like, yo, man, if you want to come up here and work, like, I can get you like a job, like if you want to be an instructor or like a or like a camp counselor. And I was like, I don't want to be a counselor because then I had to like be in charge of a cabin and stuff. And I think I, it's more work if you're. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You get paid more, but. You also got to, like, take care of a bunch of little scheming-ass kids, like, all the time. Like, the, at Woodward, kids are trying to get into some weird shit. They're yeah. just, like, pulling pranks, and I'm just like, I don't need this. A lot of them have money, too, so they're kind of spoiled, so they're little bastards. Yeah, because, I mean, that is not cheap to do. No, nah, no. Nah. So, Tim asked me to come, and, you know, because he was the instructor, like, the skate, one of the... 
I he was like one of the head dudes. Yeah, he was one. Sure. He like ran the skateboarding thing with like a couple other dudes. So he asked me to come if I wanted to, and I was like, all right. So I went up there by myself, and I worked there for a week. And uh, <laughs> I unfortunately like rolled my ankle like the second day I was there. Jesus Christ! But I like uh, had I had an instruction group, and it got bigger and bigger every day. Like kids just kept like were jumping ship and joining my group Sick. because they're like. You let us like do what you want, and don't have, don't make us just go to this one place the whole time. It's like, well, just skate and yeah, like, skate learn stuff. Can. Like, I'll yeah. do what I can to help you. Like, have fun though, you know. So right. it was it was tight. Like, had fun, but it was really kind of like it was tough too because I was up there by myself. You know, I didn't know anybody but Tim, and as like Tim being the head guy, he was always busy. Like, he was on call. He's like, on his little cart, exactly, with and walkie talkie, exactly. Yeah. He's always on call, so he's always running around. And, uh, so, like, when I wasn't with Tim, I'm just lurking by myself, more or less. Yeah. And then I couldn't even skate, be- really, because I, like, rolled my ankle. So, after, they they only said they needed me for a week, but then after a week, they're like, you could stay the rest of the summer if you want. And I was like, I'm out. Uh, that's <laughs> cool that they offered, though. Yeah, no, it was funny, because when I first got there, they were like, yeah, we only need you for a week. Like, we're good. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I don't care. I'm not... I came to do a week, you know? Yeah. And then they were like, hey, you can stay if you want. I was like, eh, no, They're like not testing for me. the waters with you to make yeah. sure and see if To see cool. if I was like a maniac or something. Yeah. But I was really just chilling. Like, it was fun. We, we skated a bunch. Like, I kind of just cruised a lot because by the end of the week, I was like feeling a little better. I couldn't really do much, but it was still fun. We were just like chilled. It was, you know, good to hang out with Tim. Pretty much every time I went there, I got hurt too. It's all, yeah, because you're like, dude, this is, they got everything <laughs> and you're just so stoked. And then, and then something like that happens. Like, yeah. I think I just like was warming up. It was like some like bank to picnic table type of setup. And, and I just like landed my front foot on the nose, slipped off, rolled yep. it right. I was like, oh, well, there goes my it's, time. I think it's too, too exciting. You get there and you're like, holy shit. Like there's so much stuff to skate so many parks and you're just excited and same thing i always roll an ankle something happens there like woodward's Heel a blast or something, yeah just yeah. like first trick yeah and i went and tim was an instructor or counselor or something and he was super busy as well like crazy but um yeah so businessman yeah tim's always super busy i try to get him to come down here so i know yeah try. i i try to see him it's tough man he's out in like him now so I try to, like, make my way over there to skate the park with him and just chill. That park's fun, dude. Because, like, I know his girl, too, Beth, because, like, I met both of them in Philly. So, yeah. like, she obviously lives up here now. So I go, like, hang out with them sometimes. But it's hard for them to even come to the city and stuff because you're like, all right, well, I can come in, but I got to, like, chill. I can't really do much because they can't really drink or anything because, yeah. like, they got to get gotta back get... to hang them because yeah. they got the dog and all that. But... And the responsibility yeah. like, 50-year-olds. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so... Did you start skating in Philly? Is that where you were born and raised? Or? Yeah, I uh, I am from Philly. I I grew up right outside, like the city, like five minutes, five five minutes, like five miles, right outside of West Philly. Okay, yeah. Like Fresh Prince, you know what I mean? Oh, sick, yeah. Born but, and raised, uh, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> so I grew up right there. So I was always on. I was always in the city. All my family is from like all my family is from South Philly. So I was like grew up pretty much there too, but. uh yeah, I grew up there my whole life, and then, you know, I kind of made a couple moves and moved around and ended up in Boston. But So, yeah, that's where I started skating. When you Did you did you end up at Love and all the typical spots in Philly, like, growing up skating? Yeah, um, I did, but I feel like, like, I'm 25, so 
when I was like, re- like I skated love, but like I think I skated it more when I like wasn't really, you know, like when I was first, when I was really young, when yeah. I was like learning still. Because then it got like real serious there, you know, about like they tried to like they cracked down, yeah, yeah. they cracked down and they put all like the planters in front of the ledges and they flipped up like a lot of the blocks and were like putting patches of grass in there to like stop people from skating and they were like getting really hard on it and then i feel like when i moved uh when i moved up here they kind of like it it was it's still like you know they're still hard on it but it kind of like became easier at night like it became like a night spot more yeah. or less you know people go there at night and that kind of like happened more when i like wasn't around but so i never really was like a love dude per yeah. se but i mean i definitely was skating all around the city like forever but love was kind of just like such a hassle. I mean, yeah. I definitely skated it like, you know, more more than a couple times. But you know, the just got to worry about all the other nonsense that goes on with it. The one time that I went there, like it was exactly what you're describing. It was just like a big bust. Everything was like skate stopped and uh, got to run away. Yeah, it was crazy, and uh, I was bummed because you know, watching the videos, Ricky O and yeah. Stevie and all Josh Callis, and, and just like. Wanted to skate that place, man. I feel like that's a lot of people that aren't from there's like realization when you like you see the videos and you're like, dude, this is the greatest thing ever, like best skate spot, so sick. And then you get there and it's like a whole different element. Like, not saying that you can't skate love, but you have to make an actual effort. Yeah. To like, you have to be aware of what you're doing. And if and if people if it's like you're allowed to skate it, there's gonna be mad people. Yeah. Like so, there's a, there's a lot like. more to it than. Just being like, oh, man, let's go skate this awesome spot. <laughs> I think back in the day, it was probably more like a relaxed plaza scene. Like, it, yeah. it, in all the videos, it's like homeless people. They're smoking blunts with them and shit. Like, it was more of a hangout spot. And dude, it is. It's still like that. Like, ho- dude, it's like homeless gang spot. Like, there's this, like, in every corner of the park, there's, like, a bunch of, like, homeless crews. It's and like it's crazy spot. they don't let you skate there, but they'll let you fucking just camp out and fucking do whatever the Yeah, fuck seriously. You, you can do anything you want at Love Park except skateboard. It's crazy. Cops Interesting world, dudes. man. Yeah, it's insane. Um, but so you got skated in Philly. Did you? And then eventually, reason why I really wanted to have you on was because I know that you're into hip hop and mm-hmm. you have a. I, I was listening to your album. Like, yeah, I actually brought a flash drive with like the album. I didn't know if you downloaded it, but the album and then like the first mixtape I put out like like a little over a year ago, and then some new stuff that didn't come out yet, and some, like, other random stuff. Sick, all right. So. Yeah, I, I was trying to find the mixtape. I, I just got the album uh, yeah, yesterday, Enders yeah. Enders, yeah, and I was curious, the name, is yeah. it skate-related? or Yeah, kind of. I mean, it really is. Like, I, I, don't, I don't, like, come out and say that, but obviously, if you skateboard, you know, that's, like, kind of like a skate term. You yeah, know? So, for but sure. It's kind of just, like, I adapted it into my everyday existence of, like, other things being like, oh, that shit's Enders, you know? Like, yeah. that's awesome, you know? Yeah, so that's like, you. that's the curtains right there. So <laughs> it's kind of that, uh, just like something that I had, uh, had, you know, just always used the term Enders. So I, uh, that kind of was the first thing. And then there's this book called Enders Game. It's uh, Orson Scott Card or something. I think that's the author. But my boy, because my boy was like, yo, is it like Enders Game, the book? And I was like, nah, I never even heard of the book. He's like, you should read. It's pretty cool. And I was like, all right. So I, so you know, I read it. And, uh, What's it, it about? It's a kind of about saving the world. Which I was like, oh wow, this is kind of like I can, and I can kind of play off this with like a music thing. You make it work. <laughs> yeah. So, and it was, dude. The weirdest part was like it ended being like about like saving 
stuff, and I was like, all right, I can I can work with that. And then uh, the main character's name Ender, his name's Andrew, and I was like, that's uh, fucking weird. So <laughs> yeah. it's like meant to be. Dude. Yeah. I, so then we, uh, me and my boy who who uh, engineered that whole album and like mixed it, he uh, we found the book on tape. Sick. So, oh, that's what this. Yeah, that's all the samples like that like weave it together are all from Ender's game. Oh, that's so cool! I was wondering because I I love when uh, albums do that because like Wu Tang, like RZA does that a lot. Uh, Jay Z had the skits in his album and stuff. Yeah, and it it, it cool. blends it together. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it like it goes from one. It, it makes a transition cool, and it's just like something else. And it's like none of it is very long. You know, they're all like short clips, yeah. but it's still you know kind of try to make it work with the song too and it's cool that you found that one because i thought maybe you and you and your homie or whoever were recording them because it said andrew in it yeah and i'm like oh how do they like what's the deal with that but that's yeah. really rad like it worked it, out it really it was like super like afterthought kind of stuff you know like that wasn't the initial idea but then it just happened to like work out then we found like then we found that, and it was just like, oh, man, this is too good to not yeah. do. So we just did that. It was, it was fun. So is Ender's, Ender's is your first album? First finished album? That yeah. Um, Ender's is the first album that I ever dropped. Uh, I did a mixtape called Satellites, like, July of last year. And, uh, and then after that was Ender's. So, like, not even a year later, I put Ender's out, which was the album. Because, like, the mixtape was mostly, like... There was there were some original beats on there, but it was more like I didn't have producers at that point, and I like didn't have a lot of stuff. So I was I was pretty much going over like Ninth Wonder beats because Ninth Wonder is so good, yeah, and like just some other stuff like that that I like came across, and then a couple original ones, and then after that I started getting like so many so, like connected with so many good producers and so many talented from the mixtape, people from the hype off the mixtape. It was just like kind of I mean kind of like I mean I just kind of started like. I was just networking really hard, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I started meeting people, and, like, people I went to school with are, like, super, super good. So I was, like, getting a lot of beats and gathering stuff, and then was like, yo, this is make albums. So yeah. we just did that. I recorded it all, like, in a couple months, and, uh, like, at my school, because my school does – I did graphic design. That's what Sick. I do. It's, like, my job, how I make money. But, oh, yeah. uh but my school also has music, so we have, like, seven studios, so I just, like, took advantage of that. I mean, Which school is this? Uh, New England Institute of Art. Sick. Yeah, so, so that's cool. took advantage of, like, the free studio time. All you have to do is just, like, get in there with, a, with like, an audio student who was my friend who, like, produced a lot of the album, engineered every session, and mixed it. So me and him just would get mad hours in there and just go to work. And they just let you use it? That's, yeah. you know, that's sick. And yeah. I noticed that when I was listening to it, because... I hear a lot, like, I have a lot of people giving their music because they're like, oh, you ever want to use it for a skate video or, like, you know, tons of people all yeah, the time, whatever, I'm on tour, traveling, and yeah. I'm, I'm getting these tapes. And seriously, I'm going to say, like, close to 80, maybe more, I'm trying to be fair, the the beats and the production value is so shit yeah. that it's like, dude, even if you have talent, it just doesn't come through because it's hard to listen to you. Yeah, like, it doesn't I mean, sound what it should have. And then when I heard yours, I was like, damn, this is, like, done really well. Yeah, was dude, like, that, that was, like... I definitely, like, obviously, the first things first is that you want to put out a quality product as in, like, yourself, you know what I mean? Like, good beats, actual talent, you know? But it's, like, if you're good and it sounds like shit, like, you're... It just sounds awful, mixed... Like, like, no one wants those to anyway. This shit just just doesn't sound right. (laughs) Just, like... It's just, like, the appeal of something, too. Like, it's, it's, like, if... 
how something looks almost, you know, too. It's like, all right, well, someone handed me their CD with, like, written Sharpie on it and just, like, gave me that as opposed to someone that had, like, pressed up CDs, like, printed on with, like, a cover and everything. You're going to listen to the one first Dude. just because it looks better. So it's like, you know, you, you want it to be as good as it could be all around. Yeah, I'm the same way when I get sponsor me tapes from kids. Usually a lot of them are just kind of, like, shaky like real horrible filming and the the camera and i'm kind of like oh no when i first start watching them but i always watch them through because you never know some people just don't have the money and can't do it and they got good skating but the filming and production sucks but like definitely when the filming's on point and the music's right and the skating's right it definitely i'm like this is gets you psyched more exactly for sure it's just it's actually pleasing to watch even if the tricks aren't as good as in the one that's like looks like it's in an earthquake yeah yeah exactly cool um what was I going to say? Oh, Enders. Um, so you dropped Enders. Was that your plan? Like, did you ever think, like, I was kind of listening to your music and it said you didn't really think you were going to, like, start out to make albums and yeah, be a rapper. I, I kind of just, like, always did music forever. Like, Oh, yeah. You did, uh, you played instruments as well, right? Yeah, I play guitar and bass still. Um, That's cool. Yeah, dude. I just, like, I grew up, like, loving music just, and, you know, my parents, like, I always listen to stuff in the car and just like my parents were super into the Beatles and stuff so like I was always around music and I just was like I want to do this you know what I mean so I started playing guitar when I was in like 6th grade or I was like 12 or something and then I kind of like started playing bass more in some bands because people seem to need bass players more than guitar (laughs) players so it kind of just like ended up that way it was kind of like not a plan but my brother's band needed like a a bass player so i was like all right yeah i'll I'll give it a shot and then i ended up liking it way better what was the name of the band uh the elite i think it was called it's like we uh it was cool we actually recorded like a demo back in the day it must have been like oh three or something yeah and i played in so many different genres like punk heavy metal like death metal like some noise shit like that was just straight <laughs> chaos that was like really fun and then that's kind of why i got into hip-hop is because every band that was ever in someone quit or someone like didn't feel like doing anymore so like it's just over and then you don't have a band anymore yeah and it's you're hard looking for a new so band. pieces and you got to keep it all together and exactly people grow different ways and some people lose interest and crazy. Exactly. so it's tough to like keep a group together so yeah. i was like yo fuck this like I always wrote stuff, like, no matter what, if I was, like, a singer in a band or not, I would always, like, write lyrics and stuff. Like, yeah. that was just something I've been into for my whole life. So I was, like, I would always, like, I remember just listening to hip-hop when I was younger, and, like, I, I was the kind of person that, like, caught on to the lyrics quick and, like, you know, by a couple times listened to it, I could, like, recite the whole thing. Yeah. I was, like, yeah, maybe I could do this, you know what I mean? Like, maybe I can rap. I'm jealous because I always wish I could rap. <laughs> I try like goofing around and shit, but I'm so bad, man. I know, I know, like I, I feel like I could get good at anything. Just like if anything, I man. Put my time into exactly. It, but... Like you didn't pick up a skateboard and fucking. Yeah, it wasn't great. Like backflip <laughs> with twenty stair rail. <laughs> but I love hip hop as much as I love skating because that the first album I ever listened to was uh, Thirty Six Chambers. Yeah, and I was like. I was hooked, you know what I mean? I was yeah. blasting that shit, and my mom and sisters are screaming at me like, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, and they're like, turn it down, and I'm like, it's so good, though. Mom, but Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, though, mom, I'm just trying to let you know. <laughs> um, so what was what was some of your first albums? Like, what, as far um, as hip-hop goes, what got you hooked and signed? Um, well, like, I think the first thing that got me into hip-hop was Nas. Uh, I remember, like, I was probably, like... 
I was never into the Eminem thing because, like, Eminem, like, kind of came out when I was, like, in middle school. And at this point, I, like, wasn't really into hip-hop yet. Yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, fuck this. You know what I mean? Whatever. You know? I just, like, kind of was, like, didn't really give it a chance. I was just... I just wasn't into, into it, it at first either. I think it was just all the mainstream hype. Yeah. Because he came out and everyone was like, Eminem, Eminem. You exactly. Know? And you're like, shut the fuck it up. It was just like, like something cool <laughs> to like, you know what yeah. I mean? People were like, yo, I like this because it's cool to like. The majority of people that liked it didn't like it for the right reason. Yeah, absolutely. They weren't really listening to the content. They were just kind of like shock and awe and like, he said this. Oh, oh my God, he's yeah. so offensive. You yeah. Know? Like, so I, I really wasn't into it. But uh, then like later on, I, I started uh, – when I was like hanging out with my my one friend who's he's about like he's probably like four years, three, four years older than I am, so like he got his license when he was like sixteen and I was still young. I was like thirteen or something. And because he was like a friend that I grew up skating with and shit. And uh so like he, he was always into hip hop and like I remember just like being in the car listening to Nas still Matic. One sec. That way I can cut it. <laughs> my dogs are crazy. All right, all right. So you're in the car. Listening. So yeah. So I'm in the car listening to like Nastomac, and I was like, dude, this is awesome. Like, I'm super album. into this. You know, I was like, damn. Like I didn't really. That's when I first started like into hip hop. And then I remember me and my brother used to we shared a room growing up. So every night before we went to sleep, we used to listen to Triumph. Yeah. Like this, the whole thing, and like I could fucking <laughs> spit every goddamn word to that. And I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like that song was sick. <laughs> yeah, I was like so into it. And I was just that's like when I was first started getting into. So it was like kind of Nas and uh, and Wu Tang, you know, like the, you know, pretty much the staples and a lot of people's like getting into hip hop thing. Yeah. And then another one that I always remember, just because I was really young and I thought it was just like funny and kind of cool, was uh, fucking. Fabulous, keeping it gangster. Remember uh, that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember just rolling around in my friend's keeping car, like being so young. Yeah, <laughs> and like he had he had like a like a fucking sub in his like car, so like it was just the bass was just like <laughs> I was like this is awesome, you know. So that's just like a memory that I have like back in the day of uh, just like starting to get into hip hop, and then actually it was funny too because like one of the first hip hop albums that i ever bought myself was uh, gangstar the owners so good and like then i ended up moving to boston obviously gurus from boston yeah. and like starting pretty much my hip hop career kind of like came to like a stage in boston yeah so. i was reading on uh the website that uh do you have a like a record label now or are you mm -hmm. signed to anyone or the crew records thing is kind of more just like this is Crew Records. Okay. We we'll we'll talk about that. It was uh, it's kind of just like homie shit, but okay. That's like kind of how I even came to like not suck and at rapping and like keep like continue to like keep pursuing it. Yeah. Let's be through that. Yeah, I was reading. It was saying that you came to Boston and no one want something happened and no one was able to rap or take the stage or something, and then you just kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was like my first on un, un, my first unofficial hip hop show ever was in Boston, like probably like a year and a half, maybe a little bit more ago. Yeah, probably like a year and like eight nine months, something like that. But uh, so this. Uh, did you ever hear of Lewis Logic? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Lewis Logic was playing a house show in Alston, which is like I lived around the block from this fucking house. And I was like, my boy's like, yo, dude, Lewis Logic is playing in Alston tonight at a fucking house party. We have to go. And I was like, dude, let's do it. Hell yeah. So 
we just show up to this house and we're like, hey, is Lewis Logic playing here tonight? And I was like, we're just like felt weird just knocking on someone's door saying that. But he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we're like, how the fuck did you get Lewis Logic to play at your house? Like, it's kind of weird. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) And he's like, I like do music videos for a lot of underground hip hop artists. And like, uh, I was like supposed to get this dude Chesky. Chesky Ramos, I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's he's underground. Is he he's, from Boston? Uh, nah, he's from New England, I think. Actually, I don't even know, to be honest with you. But he was supposed to play, short, long story short, he couldn't ask Lewis Logic to come do it. So that's how like, it ended up going down. So we, we went and knocked on the door. He was like, yeah, like it's going to be tonight, but it's like not going to be for like a few more hours. So you guys want to like, come back in two hours. So I ended up actually... Staying there and like talking to the dude's house because he was like, because he had said he made music videos yeah, for like, he's a good dude to talk to. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, let me see what's up with this. So my boy ended up, he's like a good friend of mine now, which uh, he, he has like a really awesome production company. It's called Ricky Shabazz and the Boom Bat Boys. Okay, yeah. And they do like a lot of, like, he has uh, videos with like, like a lot of, you know, bigger name underground artist is it all hip-hop or? yeah it's, yeah. it's well it's not all hip-hop but it's mostly hip-hop because he's like he's super into hip-hop so that's like he does what the shit he likes but uh so i ended up started there talking to him left came back to the show um and like this band like there's like a hip-hop band who ended up being my friend's band but at the time i didn't know anybody and uh this is when you first got the boston pretty yeah much. this is like I lived in Chestnut Hill for a little bit because I, like, had to live in a dorm, and then I moved to Alston. So, like, it was not that much longer after I moved to Alston. So, I hadn't even lived in Boston for, like, a year at this time, probably. And, uh, so, we go down to this show, this Lewis Logic basement house show, and, uh, this band, like, sound checks, but then they just, like, leave, and I was, and then, like, the dude who's actually my DJ now, and, like, one of my good friends was, like, spinning, and he was just spinning, like, instrumentals, cutting shit up, and it was, like, he's a fucking crazy good DJ. His name's DJ Emo Betta. He's, like, Boston OG. Happy birthday, Emo, too. It's his birthday today. But, Happy uh, birthday, homie. <laughs> but, uh, so, there was, like, a mic, and I was, like, I had been drinking at this at this point. So. I was gonna ask, I'm, like, how do you get the courage or, like, yeah, dude, balls to get I was there? just drunk, and I just didn't give a shit at that point. I was, <laughs> like, like, fuck, man, I don't care. I'm just gonna go do it. So, I, like, there's a microphone, and I just, like, went up, picked it up, and I looked back at Emo, and I was, like, you care if I, like, do this until, like, those dudes come back? And he's just, like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> he's, he's like, like, I don't know what's going on. Emo, yeah, sure. Emo's the type of dude, he's a, he's a fucking care. So... <laughs> He was just, like, spinning instrumentals, and I literally, like, just started spitting shit that I had written over them and, like, kind of just, like, fucking flowing over when it changed and just, like, just kept it going. And I ended up, like, doing it for, like, 15, 20 minutes. Damn, like, it, people, like, thought I was, like, the opener or something. Uh, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> people were, like, up there, like, because, you know, it was, like, a house show. No one fucking knew what was going on. And, uh, and then even, like, my homie Nick... Who whose house it was? I didn't talk to him. He was like, he ended up like down there in the front, like, yeah, and I was like, he's like, yeah, like five more minutes. I was like, all right, man, I just <laughs> fucking picked this shit up. I wasn't planned. Yeah, he's giving you time now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I got like five more minutes on my set. He's That's like, not right. a set. So uh, that was just nuts, dude. And then like we got to like chill with Lewis Logic. He like hung out for a little bit afterwards. Sick. I think he was probably bummed because we like we're all fanning out, and he's just like trying to like 
talk to some ladies and shit. Yeah. We were blowing it for him, but... It's kind of hard not to. Exactly. I was like, dude, like, how how else am I going to see Lewis Logic in someone's kitchen, you know what I mean? Yeah, whenever I get around, like, pro skateboarders I'm psyched on, I'm always fanning out hard. That's yeah. the first thing I say, usually. Like, I saw a BA one time, and I was like, I'm like, dude, it's probably weird, but you're, like, one of my favorite skaters. I'm psyched to see you. Like, yeah. I'm from the East Coast, so it's hard not to fan out on someone you appreciate. Yeah, especially when it's like, dude, I don't know when I'm going to see this guy. Yeah, I got to like, like, talk to him, see what's sure. up. That's kind of like the what you did in, what you did at the house party is like the definition of an MC, you know. You just yeah. get up there and move the crowd, and like it's kind yeah, of like dude. a seems so scary to me because I've never really I've done speeches and weird stuff like that, but I don't know, man. It was definitely like being being drunk helped, you know what I mean? Yeah. If I was like stone cold sober, I probably wouldn't have got the courage to do it, which is made funny because it's like. I'm glad I was drinking that night because fuck, like yeah, I might have not, I might have <laughs> not like done it. And then after that, uh, I kept in touch with the dude Nick from Ricky Shabazz and the Boom Bat Boys, and like just you know, you know, I hit him up every once in a while, like, oh, how's it going? You know, what's up? Like, what are you working on? So, and uh, you know, likewise, he'd do the same shit. And then he like hit me up and he's like, yo, are you like, aren't you working on like a mixtape or something? And I was like, yeah, yeah, like I'm like halfway done recording it. He's like, oh, you got any of the tracks? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I want to hear it. I was like, all right, dude, fucking come by. Like, we'll chill, drink some beers or whatever. Hey. So he came by, I listened to it, and he was like, damn, this is like good, you know? I was like, oh, thanks. Like, I appreciate it. Cool. And, and then like we kind of just, you know, stayed in touch. We're friends. He uh, he did this collab with this clothing company called Animals. It's, I've heard of it. Yeah. It's like a Boston thing. Yeah. And uh, he he did like a shirt collab with them for his, for Ricky Shabazz. Sick. So they did something and they did a release party because they wanted to like obviously hype it up and like you know sell the merch and shit and they wanted to like get a reason to, for people to come so they had a show. Yeah. And uh, Apathy played the show. See. So it, that's fucking just cool in the first place and. Yeah. Uh, he was telling me about it, I remember, and I was like, oh, that's dope. I'll definitely be there, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, a week later, he's like, yo, I, I booked that show. I put you on the – I put oh, you on – you're on the show. He didn't ask me. He's not like, yo, you want to play? He's like, yo, I put you on the bill. I was like, fuck, well, looks like I got to right. do this now. <laughs> it's and, a lot easier to just be put on the show than just have to, like, walk to the house and be like, uh, just take over the mic. <laughs> if, I want, if I feel like it today. So that was, like, my first show ever. My first hip-hop show that I ever played was, like, with Apathy. And you know Church, the venue in Boston? It's down near Fenway. It's, like, a really dope venue. Sick. No. But it was down there with, like, Apathy. And my other homie, well, became homie kind of from that show, Rashid Chappelle. He's a Jersey dude who's, like, fucking killing it right now. And, like, played with a bunch of super talented people. I, like, opened it up and... Uh, I, apparently I did all right because people were like fucking you know it was like oh that was dope that was your first show I was like yeah like oh, damn it's crazy so I kind of wanted to ask you about that like I always wonder because like I I feel like I have a lot of shit to say like just through the yeah. way I grew up and like I've been through like a lot of stuff and I always had I feel like I have like a poetry side or some shit I don't write nothing but I feel like I have a lot of deep thoughts and I, it must be awesome to like put down what you're thinking on paper. Put it to the beat, put it to, like, how you feel, the mood, and get it all out there, and then have people, like, the first show, like, people be hyped. Like, how do it feel when you get up there, and then you realize the crowd's into it? Yeah. Does it just, like, bring a smile to your face and Dude, confidence? And at like, the first show, that was irrelevant to me. I'm just up there, like, don't fucking blow it. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, just trying to, like, I was like, all right, I fucking, you went over all this shit, you know your stuff, like, just do, do what you do, and it's funny, because, like, 
being that my first show, I didn't know how I was going to be on stage as like, like my energy situation. Yeah. I was like, how am I going to be? Am I going to be like more relaxed and like, am I going to be like mad animated? Cause yeah. I, like a Buster around. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, fuck, I don't know how they're going to react if, cause like, I don't know what I'm going to be like. I, you know, if I get into it, I could fucking start going wild, but yeah. I don't know, man. I was just trying to like stay poised up there and like seem like I belonged up there not like awkward like uh, yeah because if you if you even if you it's your first time if you act like you know what you're doing they're gonna assume it so yeah yeah that's with anything <laughs> but i i got like a, i got really lucky too it's like i have a super good group of friends and sorry it's all good go ahead <laughs> yeah i got a super good group of friends and like people that like support me so i had mad people at the show it was yeah. like fucking i had a lot of friends there and like a lot of people that, that I made relationships with, so that made it easier. So, like, you know, I was pretty packed up in the front for my first show, and I was, like, you know, a lot of familiar faces mostly, but and a, lot, a lot of other people to, that just came out for the show because I was, like, Apathy. Yeah. Fucking Rashid Chappelle. There's, like, some good names on the bill, so. But, you know, like, it, it's also tough, too, sometimes because it's, like, who the fuck shows up to a show on time? You know, it's, like, I don't know this first dude. Like, I don't need to fucking go see Andrew Moe or fucking whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it was lucky that, you know, there was, like, a good early turnout. And then, like, I had a lot of friends that came out. And I ended up doing a doing at least a decent job. So it was tight, too, because, like, I did that show when I played uh, with my you know, came to be super good friends was uh one dude Esh the Monolith and then this other group called Grey Sky Appeal. It's like Was he on your album? Yeah. Yeah he was. So is Grey Sky Appeal, they're both on it. Which I'm trying to think of the name of the track, but with Esh it's a Song About Nothing. Song about nothing, yeah, yeah. that's song. So uh I, I uh I played with those dudes at that show too and then like right after that show, Grace Guy was like, "Yo, we got this other show next week. We're gonna put you on the bill on that one too." So it just like, kept building. Exactly, building. dude. It literally just like snowballed from like doing good at that show, made more relationships with people, networked hard because like if you're not networking, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and so, I mean that's it's networking is the term, but honestly, when it's something you love, it's like you want to do it. You yeah, want to meet sure. the people. You want to understand and get Absolutely. to know each other. It, it wasn't. I wasn't meeting people to be like, all right, well, I need to fucking get this beat, I need to get this show. And yeah. I was just meeting people because I was, like, genuinely psyched. But yeah. it was networking, you know, because it ended up working out on my, you know, for me. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, dude, like, after that, I was, like, getting a bunch of shows with Grace Guy and playing with Esh all the time. And, like, I played in, like, Providence, like, up in New Hampshire. And then, like, I played down in, like, Brooklyn and stuff. And, Sick, like, dude. I set up a Philly show myself, actually, down at Exit Skate Shop, yep. which yeah. is cool. Thank you guys for having me there. Yeah, this shop's sick. Yeah, it's it's a dope shop, and like uh, Grandpa and like Steve are fucking awesome. Steve, it was it was just Steve at that point. Grandpa actually like bought into it, dude from Autumn, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. He yeah. just is like in on that now too. That's cool. So uh, it's it's like just getting better and better. So did you have the concert in the in, in the, the shop? Show. Yeah, in the shop. That's rad. Sick. It's it's like a really big space, so. I was like, shit, dude, I want to, like, do a Philly show, but I don't really know anybody that has venues or, like, promoters or anything. So I was like, I got to do this all myself. So I just, like, hit him up, and I was like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, I'll do all the work. You know what I mean? I'll fucking make the flyer. I'll get the equipment. I'll come set up. I'll clean up. I'll break down. I'll do it all. Like, you, all yeah. you have to do is supply me with the space. I'll bring the people and bring the stuff. Sick. So Steve was like, yeah, I'm down. So... We just did it, and it was like my Esh came down from 
up here, and so did Gray Sky. They came down and played the show with me, and it was like free. So everybody came out. Just it was jam like com- fucking completely jam packed, and it was like one of the best shows ever. It was like so fucking fun. That's awesome. But, Must uh, have been rewarding because you did all the work, and then yeah. it actually paid off. You're yeah, like, yes. it definitely paid off. Because <laughs> that's all I wanted. I wasn't. Like, I wasn't like, all right, well, I'm going to charge this much money and make this money back. Like I put out money out of my pocket just to like get the equipment and stuff. And I didn't make a fucking dime, but that wasn't the ob- that wasn't the objective. It but was the just, memories and the yeah. feeling and the just people get to hear your music. Yeah, I just wanted to... people to come out, like all the people I fucking love. You know what I mean? Like all the homies, like all the homies, homies, whatever. Meet new people, get some fans. Hopefully, you know, just have a good time in general. Yeah. So that definitely worked. Which I mean, cool. that's kind of the way it is with any business nowadays. And if you're branding yourself, is you gotta kind of just you gotta put things out there and just try and. Do the work yourself and don't expect an income from it at first and Absolutely. just have fun with it and, like, well, connect with people. And then you once your, ban- your brand is built, then don't, you can monetize it even easier, you know? It's like if it's something you love, you're just going to – you, you want to do it regardless. You yeah. know what I mean? So you're not firstly in it for the money. Obviously, it'd be nice to make money from doing something you love. Obviously, that's that's everybody's goal in life. <laughs> yeah. It's like not to hate your job and if, it, if it's something you love and you can do that and make money. But, you know, you just got to put in time, money, and effort that you know isn't going to turn around right away. Yeah, exactly. Which is fine, you know what I mean? Like, I love music. I fucking put out free music all the time. Like, I know it's hard for people, you know, like, fucking times are tough. Like, you know, it's it's nice that people come and pay to come see me play, you know? Like, yeah. I can at least, like, put out free projects and, like, hopefully get my name out there more and just have, always have something for people to listen to. They don't have to pay for it. Yeah, and that's tight. That's how, that's how you got to build your your brand for sure. And it's that same thing with this podcast. Like, people are kind of like, "What are you doing that for?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, that's what was my response." Is like, "Why not?" I want to interview a bunch of people I'm into. Like, I love hip hop. I was like, then I seen Tim. And I was like, let's get Andrew on hip hop. We can talk about hip hop all day. Yeah. And then like pro skateboarders that I look up to, Donnie Barley, and then like my homie Nick. I wanted him to come on and kind of talk about what's going on with him. And I'm just like, I don't even care if it. If you make make money off yeah, of it, if anything, like, I'm just psyched to do it. So then yeah, it's just like, yeah. how could not, good things will come from it either way? Like, you know, what I mean? it's like a good experience regardless. Yeah. It's like, who doesn't enjoy a good conversation just talking about shit you're into? So yeah, it's like I'm gonna to win win. Probably have this conversation regardless at some point or other. So it's like, might as well document it and see what comes. You know. Still, still, Matt. Going back to Still Matt, that's such a sick album. I, I, the artwork on the album was sick too. Like he's on the wall with the pigeon and yeah, stuff. Dude. It's so sick. I was like, you go back and listen to the rest of it, like uh, the Illmatic and yeah. all his other albums, and just like OD on Nas after yeah, Stillmatic. Absolutely, <laughs> dude. Like Nas is like one of my favorite MCs ever. So good, dude. It's like has some crazy concepts that I don't feel like other people could like pull off. He's an and he's artist. He's been fucking killing it forever. Like. I know some people, like, you know, after he put out, like, Stillmatic, the other albums after that, like, weren't as good and shit. It's like, dude, fucking, how hard is it to, like, put out the fucking greatest album every single time? It's like, you gotta understand, like, these dudes are fucking trying. But, like, I feel like that's, most people feel like that with every band that they're super, like, dude, I fucking love this album. This is the album. And then, like, everything after that, they're usually like, oh, this isn't as good as that. I'm like, I have a theory about this. I talk about this with my friends all the time. Because, like, I like 50 Cent. Yeah. I, dude, I mean, Get Rich or Die Trying. Even before that, the mixtape shit that first leaked that, like, helped him get where he is. So fucking good. 
And then, like, everyone just bandwagon. They're like, everyone's like, I love 50. And then the new shit comes out, and he's successful, and they're kind of like, I don't like him anymore because he's mainstream. Because people know him now. Yeah, but it's so stupid because I'm like, didn't you listen to his first rap? He said, I want to get rich and die trying. He came from the hood. He was getting shot and all this violence, and he wants to be successful and rich. And now that he's achieved his dream, you don't want to hear from him no more. You're no longer a fan. So I kind of see it as fair weather. They cheer for you when you're down, and they want you to succeed when you're, like, coming up scrapping as a young buck. But then once you get to the top, then they're like, eh, fuck it. It's like you got money now, you did it, I don't fucking care anymore. Yeah, fuck you, you have nothing to say. Nas, on the other hand, his albums are so good. Untitled, um, all the, the new one, uh, what's the new album? Fuck, I cannot think of it right I, now. Literally. Life is good. Life oh, yeah, is good. Yeah. It's so good. And Untitled. Dude, it's really, really good. Like, and the mixtape for Untitled was good as well, yeah. I think every, like, I enjoy every project that he's put out, so. So good, man. Nas is one I of I don't them. really... I mean, you know, obviously I like more so, so like more than than others. Like I like this more than this. Yeah. But I mean, there's always like tracks on everything that I'm like, damn, this is fucking like this is Sick. that shit. So, yeah. Godson was really good yeah, too. Dude. Dude. I could just all his albums. I found out I like Nas, Jay Z, all them dudes. And I saw that you said you like Biggie more than Tupac. Yeah, it's just like of the flow or what? I don't flow. know, man. Like I was just always into Biggie more. Like I feel like too, like growing up. And, like, getting into Biggie in the beginning when I first started listening to hip-hop, like, obviously, it's, like, once you get into hip-hop, it's, like, you need to listen to Biggie. Yeah, you, need to you listen have to. Biggie and Tupac, because it's kind of, like, the staples of, like, the gods of hip-hop, you know? I mean, it's, like, dude, the like, everyone, obviously, acclaims them as the, two of the best rappers ever, you know? Yeah. No matter what. So, it's, like, all right, you know, I need to get into this shit and yeah, see what's hey. going on. But I don't know. I just always like Biggie more. I just, like, I think I'm, like, super... I feel like I like everything East Coast. Like, like a lot of my favorite skaters are from Philly. Like, a lot of my favorite rappers are from Philly or the East Coast, too. You know, it's like I got that, like, East Coast Pride. mentality good, thing man. going on. So, <laughs> I, I just too. tend to fucking – I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Tupac because that dude was just, like, a straight-up fucking artist. Like, he – yeah, he had, he was such a, like a smart dude. That dude was like straight scholar. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. It was just that like musically, I kind of just like ended up liking Biggie better. I think I liked the the beats better too and shit. Like because yeah. type Tupac, obviously, I like the West Coast type of vibe thing going and on. And some which of the shit fine. was like real raw too. Like Biggie's always had like amazing beats and his flow just on top of everything. Just the way Biggie flows. Yeah, his like, delivery is just like, fucking. It's just so good. Like, it just, like, makes you smile or something. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So. It's fucking awesome. It's just, you know, it's just my personal opinion. I'm not saying that anyone's better than anyone else. It's just that I personally like Biggie better than Tupac. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Everyone busts my boss because I'm a huge Tupac fan. And they're always like, oh, Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. And I'm like, dude, I like both. I love yeah. hip-hop. Like, yeah. honestly, but I just like Tupac because, not even because of his, it's because of his rap, but just the things he said in his rap kind of touched on my my life story a yeah. little bit, so then I connected in that way. But anything, they're both as far as artists amazing. Anything you can relate to is obviously like you're. That's just you're gonna you're love like, it. exactly. It's yeah, like, yeah. dude, I, fuck yeah, I feel that. You seen my first board graphic? Is that the one? That's it right there. Yeah, yeah dude, that's fucking sick. Yeah, I was like, that's the Tupac inspired like Still I Rise album. Yeah, no, I saw that you posted that shit. Sick. Yeah, I'm just like fuck that. Was, yeah, that was my first graphic because I was like, that's. Such a good yeah, dude, concept you, for a board graphic. That's probably like, such a hard thing to think of. It's like, what the fuck do I do? I had that one for so long because I was dreaming about being a pro skateboarder, and I yeah. was like, what's the first, what's the first graphic? Order of business. And I didn't want it to be something like, uh, is like with your music. I kind of noticed because like a lot of times I listen to new hip hop and 
some of the shit and it just seems so shallow or it's just dance music or it's just for a profit and you can feel it yeah and it's like i love hip-hop i like when people talk about content and you can still have good beats and be yeah, sing-songy absolutely. and like it, but like your album was full of like information and like stories about yourself and like good content that you can listen to and uh that was the same thing with my first graphic i was like I want it to mean something, you know, I yeah, want it to not have a piece be, of me, not just be, like, something to sell, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, like, also, like you said, it's the same with music. It's, like, it can be something that means something to you, like, d- super deep, and you just can make it dope. Yeah. And, like, you know, make it, like, marketable anyway. I feel so like Kanye, Kanye does that. Like, yeah, dude. Is there someone present, present day? Like, he'll have some stuff where you're, like, he'll kind of cover, he'll slip it in there, you know? Like, yeah. he'll slip in some, like deep meaning or nah, something. No, he's, he's fucking music. awesome. He's just, that dude is just so... He's out there. <laughs> yeah, man, he is out there. But, like, as an artist, like, I always was super into whatever he was doing. Like, he's such an ill producer, too. So yeah. it's like, that dude's fucking killing it. But yeah. he's just a kook, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it kind of, like, that's what made him famous is also kind of, like, his downfall, sort of, you know? Yeah, like, definitely. One of those well, things. because, like, it's a, people fucking feed off, like, drama and just, like... Yeah you know, obviously, like, publicity, and he was always, like, just doing something that people were like, oh, my God, what the fuck is Kanye West doing right now? George Bush doesn't like black yeah, people. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he was just, like, he definitely put the spotlight on himself, and it worked because he's crushing it. That dude's, uh, yeah. like, killing it, like, making awesome music still. I mean, some stuff I'm not really a fan of, but most of it I really like. Yeah, he's like, at the point with his music now, too, that I'm sure he's experimenting with some crazy shit well, that's I mean, going to take a while to swallow. <laughs> he got that shit. He got to the point where he can, you know what I mean? He, yeah. like, made that money and now, like, on what he was trying to do. And now he's like, all right, well, I fucking did all this already, so I'm going to try to do something else. And that's the thing, like, that was going back to what we were talking about. Like, he's another artist that I'm a huge fan of is Kanye because just because of college dropout alone. Like, Dude, yeah. so much he gave in the, that album, like, to people, if you listen to it, it's, like, an amazing album. And then he put out, like, 808 and Heartbreak, which I, like, listened to once, and I was like, oh, fuck, it's fucking hurting me to listen to it, you know? But it was still, like, whatever, it's cool, people loved it. But, like, I still was, like, I wasn't like, oh, I don't like Kanye anymore. You know what I mean? A lot of people were like, fuck Kanye now, he's getting all singing. Then the next album he put out after that was fucking awesome. Exactly. He was just trying to do something that he wanted to do, and you can't hate on that. It's like, all right, maybe it's not something you're into, but it's like, dude, he just didn't give a fuck and just did it because he wanted to do it. That's another thing about hip-hop and artists and uh, Tupac as well is that it's – it's genuine. It's a real person. Like, Tupac did all types of shit. He wasn't one-sided. Like, no. they always say he's a Gemini. But, like, he put out a fucking gangster-ass song, and then he put out Dear Mama. You know what I mean? But, like, he, he was, like, a complete human being. And yeah. he, didn't be, he wasn't put in a box because of his fame or notoriety or his money. He would still be in the clubs even when he was filthy rich. Partly the reason why he probably got shot and killed was he was vulnerable because he just uh, shared himself constantly. Because he still, like, just lived his life as he always did. Yeah, which is authentic and original. changing himself because it's like, all right, I got this money now. I need to fucking be something different. Yeah, and that's the same with Kanye, I feel. He's kind of still out there and crazy and does weird shit, but, like, it seems like it's true to his character. Yeah, man, he's definitely being himself, (laughs) that's for sure. Like, that dude is just him all the way. So, I mean, what are you going to do? And I feel that's important for music, man. And that's when I listened to, to Ender's. I was like, I listened to it straight through because that's how I do it's it. Long. Yeah. Yeah, it was good though. I listened to it straight through. I was like making breakfast, and I like brought my laptop in and shit. And, Word. And uh, but that's how I do it. I listen like when I get a new album, I, I have to know the name of the track, 
when it comes on because mm-hmm. for some reason I don't know I feel like if I know the name of the track I'm gonna know the song more yeah yeah I guess no, I, feel you. I don't know because I guess I mean you named it for a reason right? yeah yeah for sure so um makes sense so every track came on I was like all right the name listen to the whole thing through the whole album through and uh it was just sick, man. I was like, damn, he talks about a, like a lot of real shit in the yeah. album, and I wasn't sure because nowadays you, you don't just get don't it fucking as much. know. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, know. You could, you, it could have been fucking. It could. I mean, you were like jumping into it blind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, you didn't really, you know, know me or anything, and you didn't know what I was about. You know, so it could have been like some swag shit or you know, yeah. you know what I mean. Like not saying anything, but like I don't know. Like me as a person is like we all have ups and downs. We all have like shitty days good days whatever you know what i'm saying so it's like my albums like i feel like every project that i put out is just a straight roller coaster yeah. because it's like it touches on everything and that's like what i try to do because it's like i feel all these ways so i write them down put them into music and it's like i'm gonna release me like th- that album's me you know what i'm yeah. saying like there's good there's like things i like you know there's there's fucking bad days there's like shitty stories that like i've what stuff i went through and then you know, it's just like, it's all me. And I just try to put it out completely as myself because I know other people have been there. And it's like, some people are like having a tougher time than others dealing with shit like that. And it's like, if I can at least have people listen and be like, yo, fuck yeah. Like that, I feel the yeah. same way. At least it's not just me. Cause that's like, when I listen to some music, when I do, it's like, feel like shit. I'm like, and I listen to something that's like exactly how I'm feeling. Like, damn, I'm not the only one. You know I get what I mean? you. Yeah. You so, don't feel so alone. For exactly. Sure. So that's just me, you know, I just pr- try to put myself out there and just, like, you're always going to get me be good, be a good or bad, so... That's is there just... ever times when you're, like, in the middle of, like, writing a song or trying to figure it out? Are you ever, like, nervous or scared to, like, expose stuff or, like... Because I know it's, like, hard. Like, even for me, when I do interviews and stuff like this, I talk about my real life and things I've gone through, and it's nerve-wracking to share with people because a lot of people, like... Don't want... They're, they want to hate on you, you yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? Regardless, so it's, like, it's hard to put out your true feelings because you feel like someone's going to hate on you but I feel it's beneficial because the people that do connect will really connect with you so are there ever time when you're writing a song or trying to put together something that you're just like it's tough I don't know it's tough sometimes yeah because like it's like when you're when you're putting your whole self out there it's definitely like damn like dude I'm just like this it's like you write this song and you're like this is me like am I ready to fucking put me out there on the for line. For people to listen exactly. to over and over and over. <laughs> and, like, judge me for, like, whatever reason. It's, like... But at the end of the day, like, this, I feel the same. Because it's, like, like, you said, like, people that are going to connect with it are going to connect. And it doesn't matter at all what you do. Because no matter what, people are going to be like, oh, fuck this dude. Or fuck yeah, you're going to have people exactly. hating like, regardless. You're so. never going to please everyone. So you might as well do exactly what you want anyway. Because you're, you're either going to get, like... Some people that love it, some people that hate it, no matter what. And I know it's the majority of people that hate on anything. They're usually just, they want your spot or they're just pissed off because they didn't do it. Like like Bumpy Knuckles, fucking, you know Bumpy Knuckles? No. He's he's like OG MC, like uh, Freddie Fox. Yeah, yeah. That's that's Bumpy Knuckles. Oh, okay. They're the same person. It's like Bumpy Knuckles, a.k.a. Freddie Fox. Yeah, that's in a lot of skate videos and shit. He's in a lot of Gangstar stuff. Like, he just put out a new album with DJ Premier. And he's just, like, talking about how, like, you know, people that, like, are, like, talking shit and people that are hating are usually people that aren't good at what they do or don't even know what they want to be good at doing. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of, like, a dope It makes sense. It makes sense, man. I see it. People, because, like, I I don't, 
Like I'll I'll talk shit. I talk shit like straight up, but it's out of fun. It's out of like at the end of the day, if someone said, "Dude, what would you say that for?" I'd be like, "I don't know. I'm full of shit. Don't listen to me." You yeah, know what I mean? At the end of the day, I'd be like, "I really don't know shit. Like I'm just talking shit out of funny factor." But dudes that talk malicious shit and like are serious about it, that's usually just because they want. They just don't. They're too scared to be themselves and do something they like, or yeah, they, they just, just see someone else being comfortable and confident, and they don't like it. You know? Yeah, I mean? exactly. It's like. It's like that with music a lot so much too because it's like – especially in music because it's like a lot of people at like the level that I'm at, if if you're getting people that like aren't like other artists that it, – it's one thing if people don't like your music because like obviously not everything's for everyone. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But like being a dickhead is a whole different thing. And yeah, it's usually yeah. it's usually the fact that like you're trying to do the same thing and like people see you as a threat. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like I don't care, man. We're all doing the same thing. If you get some shit done – good for you you yeah. know like awesome like even if i don't like your music i if you're like a good person in general like i back it yeah because you're not gonna make or break that person with your words really Absolutely. I, I mean you might but hold on one sec all right for sure i just want to stop this and go check on my dogs because they're freaking and we're back cool um all right, we're talking about haters. <laughs> it's, it seems like in music and skateboarding, it, for some reason, people have such strong opinions about that, like negative. You ever go to Heliclips and watch all the skate videos on there? I can't even fucking read that shit. It's people insane. Talk. It's like, it's insane. It's insane. The shit that people foul are tough, things they people say. People are so like fucking hard on the internet. Like that's it. Yeah, it's like, gangsters. dude, I can say whatever I want to because they don't fucking know who I am and can't see me, so I can just fucking talk shit and hate on this for no reason. It's like, all right. But at the end of the day, I guess it's just the internet, you know what I mean? Yeah, you just turn, turn it it's off. It's definitely, like, it can be daunting, though, man. It's like, damn, like, that person really just fucking, like, laid into me. They like, say For some, some reason, things. like, it's like you fucking did something to them personally. You <laughs> like know you what slapped mean? their mother or something. They fucking like, hate you. Damn, you're really passionate about hating me, right? It's scary, the comments that I read, it's like... Because I, I talked about this on another podcast is I have a video a video that went viral out there is at Ashmont sta- Station, um, a skating and this guy like kind of like chest bumping. Oh yeah yeah I fucking seen that shit that was yeah. nuts. So that video got three and a half million views or something retarded. In the comments though, it's the most of it isn't skateboarders. It's just mainstream people. Yeah. Like watching the video and then they comment and like. I've never been called a faggot so many times in my life. Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> and the shit that they wrote, like, was so hateful to me. And I read it, and I was just like, I just couldn't believe. Yeah, like, like, I don't even want to read any. I don't even want to fucking see any more of these comments. It scares me because I'm like, dude, people really don't understand the art of skateboarding. Like, they just think I'm fucking vandalizing and I'm attacking old people. Yeah, and you're, like, trying to be a, trying to be tough or something. Yeah. It's, and like, it's totally just, out of not like how it went not at, at all. all the dude came at me and i just defended myself with words i didn't yeah. even touch the dude i just put him in his place and i drew a line and he didn't cross and he left i, I had thought i handled it perfectly but well, the general public take physical action to yeah. it so it's like and rightfully i should have the dude pushed me and took my board like anyone else if that was someone my age i probably would have and it was just some fucking him. dude like he didn't own it it was a, it was a train station i guess he owned a restaurant down the road yeah and he just thought he owned the fucking community and like was doing the people's work you know like but anyway so the comments were so gnarly and i just couldn't believe someone it scares me because i'm like this is how they feel inside because it's not face to face so So they don't have to yeah they can just say whatever so what's inside them was the worst shit i've ever read like i feel like some people literally just just say shit though just say shit you know what i mean it's like because they can 
because it's not face to face, because you'll never see them or know them or know what they look like. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I can just say what the fuck I want. I'm just gonna say that like the fucking worst thing I can think of because you're an why AIDS not? baby. I hate you. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that's a comment. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, really. dude, it, it was funny. I know. You, I know what you mean, man. Like in two different instances, actually. Like I actually got like kind of lucky, I guess per se. Like I have a music video on. Uh, I was checking them out. Yeah, yeah, the take notice one on uh, YouTube, right? Yeah, oh yeah, got like tw- like ten thousand over ten thousand views, which is like good for me because I'm that's just, awesome, like, some dude. dude. You know what I mean? If, like just from like nothing, I, I, I maybe got put up on like two or three blogs, but nothing, nothing insane. Yeah, and like pretty much, I was just plugging it away myself. It's, right. it's more or less like what happened, and then just like people that were like, "Oh, I like this," and then just spread you know, exactly. Yeah. It's cool. But so. We got over ten thousand views on it, and you know it's just me and my homie making That's it. Good. I mean, it's well done because he he's good at what he does. He does film, so it it looks good. But you know, I'm just some dude. But like the comments, there's probably like over fifty or so comments on it, and there's only one bad comment. And it's funny. I just fucking laughed because it literally just says one where it just says faggot. <laughs> like it, it's not like yo, this dude's a faggot. This sucks. It's just like faggot. And I was like. That's awesome. <laughs> like, I wasn't even mad. Thank I just, you. I just you. laughed. And it was mad funny because, dude, like, other people, like, fucking came at him like, yo, dude, go fuck yourself. They're like, no, nah, I didn't fucking say anything. I didn't yeah. comment on it. It was just, like, other people that watched the video were like, whoa, fucking you're the man, dude. Fucking this, that. Like, to the dude that called me a faggot, which yeah. was mad funny. I was like, nice. Like, That's what happened. Got that, some defending going on Yeah, no, on it's here. good. The video of me with the dude at Ashmont, a lot of it is people going back and forth. Like for sure, just fighting over the fact whether I, whether I was breaking the law or whether the dude beat me up or I beat him up or like even though there's no fighting, but they just go back and forth and they, there's because uh, I get emails when comments go up on that video. Yeah. So half of them are just people fighting with each other, going back and forth. I feel like people just don't ha- don't do enough shit. They don't have a life. Yeah. So they're sitting like a computer, computer and, computer and arguments and with other people and that like, are sitting faggot. behind the computer. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then another thing is like completely unrelated to like music skateboarding whatever it's just so i got like obviously i pride to be from philadelphia i fucking like always rep that no matter what like east coast philly that's like my thing you know yeah. i always like let it be known always wear philly's hat and shit you know so i got this tattoo this it's like ridiculous kind of it's a fucking philly fanatic like it's huge it's literally like oh my whole side it's it's the philly fanatic which is the philly's the mascot green. like it's the green, big right? yeah the yeah. big green crazy looking thing Riding the old school eagle like he's riding on him, Fuck yeah. and with the Flyers jersey on, spinning a Sixers basketball on his finger. Oh, that's so right. it's like fucking huge. And then there's like the wind swooping down, and then there's like somewhat of a skyline behind it and shit. So like I'm not the smallest dude. Like I'm probably out of shape and a little heavier than I should be and shit. You know, I'm not fucking. I'm not a male model. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. And uh, so there's this like I don't know if you ever heard of Barstool. So it's like just kind of like a thing that of people post up. There's like a Philly, New York one. I think there's a Boston one too. So, Wait, is it a website? Yeah, it's okay. a website that they just put up shit on. You know, just whatever it's content. Like, yeah, it's like World Star Hip Hop. Yeah, exactly. Weird videos. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. And just like there'll be like Philly stuff, New York stuff, Boston stuff. So my friend, like without me knowing, sent a photo of my tattoo uh, to the spot because like you know the Philly bar. So when he's like, yeah, I just want to. I don't know. I just think like it'd be cool. To put it up there because it's like a cool tattoo. Yeah, and it's, it's like funny. Philly as shit. Yeah, 
And dude, literally, there's not one comment. I didn't. I haven't checked it since the one time I did. But there's not one comment about the tattoo. It's just people fucking attacking me, like how I look. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. dude, it's fucking nuts. Like people are like that dude's built like shit. He looks like fucking shit. Da, da, da. Like, oh my god, this is exactly how to picture a Philadelphia person to look. And like, dude, just straight up like killing me. And I was like, dude, I was like bummed. I was like, damn, dude, like. What the fuck? Like, I wasn't trying to be... I didn't even it's send this photo, shit. I yeah. didn't even have anything to do with this. <laughs> and now I'm just getting straight, like, people are fucking coming at me. Just for, like, not being in shape or something. Like, because I'm fucking, like, heavier and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's fucking retarded. <laughs> it's just like, dude, the only reason this photo is on here is for the tattoo. And, like, there's not one thing said about it. I mean, at least since I checked and I refuse to look at the fucking comments anymore. Because I'm sure it's just more... Bullshit. People fucking attacking me, <laughs> but I'm just like, damn man, the internet is fucked up. I feel like it's just the, it's just you know what it is. Yeah, it's the internet. It's like the only people that leave comments, like probably about ninety percent of the people that do leave comments on the internet are negative, fucking pissed off people. So yep. it's just the community on it, and then they all come to the because they can do it nameless and yeah. on there. So it's fucking insane, man. It's it's definitely a puzzle, and it. And I always relate to the music and skateboarding, but it's, I mean, it's anything where you express yourself. You put it out there for people to see. The majority of people, like, either love it or hate it, dude. That's how it is, you know? And if they hate it, they just are going to, like, talk shit because they can do it yeah. anonymously. And it's crazy. It's easy to knock someone down when they're out there and they're trying to do for new sure. things and put out their put out their craft and, like, expose themselves. It's easy to knock on it because you know that person's, like putting a piece of themselves out there they're vulnerable and they're gonna do it and it's just easy to pick it apart you know yeah I mean? exactly it's harder to actually do it and create it and put it out there it's like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> that you can fucking judge me but you know like you don't even have the opportunity to say any of that yeah it's just more like them fucking taking a taking a swift blow at you and then fucking that's it i wanted to ask you um it's kind of along the lines of what we're talking about I like going off subject but uh that's fine i have questions for you as well but we'll cool. get into to those yeah whenever later. you want to so i'm 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 pretty free, man, so Sweet. so we can um, keep it going. The question I have for you is, do you ever have any... I don't know how it is in hip-hop now, because I don't, I don't really understand. Like, I never really cared, but mm -hmm. is there ever, like, do you ever get the white rapper thing? Like, do people ever... Um, yeah, I mean, you're always going to get the white rapper thing. You're always going to get the, like, Eminem now... Not Eminem anymore. That's kind of like the Eminem... Like, the, oh, you're a rapper? What are you trying to be Eminem? That, like, has... Coming kind of past. Went, you know what I mean? Because like Eminem is not like the only white rapper. Anymore. Yeah, now it's more common. That's why I was like, I don't really know if that's still a thing. No, but it still is a thing. It is. It, right. it, but it's like, it's like, oh, what do you like, Mac Miller or something? You know, Mac Miller. Yeah, yeah. So like, because he's like the next big like, you know, white rapper guy, I guess. You know, yeah, he's so, like hit a level it, of mainstream that it, people are exactly. Him. So, well, I mean, he did have the number one selling album like not too long ago. Yeah. Like out and I've never heard any of his nuts. music, but I know it, who it's he is. more like a college appeal kind of thing. Like I feel like his his fan base is more like a college and younger base, yeah, kind of you know thing. Like it's, young it's, girls and college students. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's it's just kind of like it's. I don't think it's like what you would call swag rap now, but it's more like fucking smoke weed, be fresh kind of thing. I don't yeah. know. I mean, you know, no, it kind of I like got a nothing few, there. A few artists were like that, like Wiz Khalifa. It, and he's like, also from Pittsburgh, and that's how he came up with Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. Which is cool. Do your thing. I, I, yeah, I've i never, sure. I've like heard Wiz Khalifa a little bit, but I never really got into it. But I mean, 
I, yeah, for I, sure. I, I didn't hate it, but I just it wasn't my thing. But it's same with homie. What's his name again? Mac Miller. Mac Miller. Yeah, um, I had people that were friend, like psyched on his music, and I I don't think I've ever heard one of the tracks. But yeah, it's like, he's I mean, the white dude now though. Yeah, like, he's kind of like you know, it's like Mac Miller or fucking like I, I think that's kind of more a thing because like you do kind of see it. You see like people like trying to do like the like swaggy, fresh kind of like college like yeah. geared rap shit because like you know obviously like if you can get like one group of college people on board with your music it spreads to like the whole college thing and obviously that's a fucking huge enormous market. base it's you know what i mean market, so yeah. so it's it's kind of like that like you know people are like oh yeah like what kind what do you do like what kind of music do you do you know like what kind of rapper are you and i was like i don't know i'm just fucking me do you like where now <laughs> that's what i would be <laughs> i'm like yeah dude i don't know bro i'm like i don't know. it's just it's funny it's like when people like ask you what kind of like rap you do or like what kind of this or that like music when you when they're talking about hip-hop i feel yeah. like it's like people that ask you in skating like yo what's your best trick yeah it's like right. what the fuck does that even mean you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. what what do you consider like what are, we, what are we talking here? You know, that's, like, ri- pretty broad. So yeah. it's kind of like that. I'm like, I don't know, but, like, I have this album you can fucking listen to if you want. <laughs> you, can make a, you can make an opinion yourself. Like, I don't know. I just fucking do music and I'm myself and then that's that's what I do. I wish so. there was I wish there was a best trick. Like, I wish I knew what the best trick was. So, so I, I could, could do just it. C- complete it like a video game. Like, damn, I did it. And the knack, the tray flip Kruger on. I'd landed it, and now I'm done. And now I got. And now I did the best trick. <laughs> but it's not like that. It's like with skating, and I'm sure with hip hop, it's just like uh, it's a growing process, and it's it's um, a vehicle for you to grow. That's how skating is for me. Like, I, I started skating when I was like 12, and it's helped Same. me grow to the point where I am now. It's been a vehicle to help me get a, all over the world, meet amazing people. It, it's given me the tools I need to become a man to understand who I am. It's allowed me to meet interesting people that have given me broad broad point of view about life and stuff. And it's just a vehicle that you grow with and your, yeah. your, your skating changes throughout the process. And I'm sure that's the same with music. Yeah, it's definitely. not like I'm just trying to... You don't just try to make a million dollars or you're not just trying to like put out the best... You try to put the best thing out, but it's not like you're done if you did. You still got to put some more least, out. Yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, like... it. it you try to put out the thing that best that best portrays yourself. I yeah. think at least you know what I mean. Like have your outer voice match your inner. Absolutely, voice, like, and yeah. it's like you know you try to fucking do some different stuff, and you try to do whatever you, you know. Like if you're into something, you want to do that. Like you want to fucking like explore and stuff, and like you know, not everyone's gonna like it, but it's like at the end of the day, I'm just trying to do what I like to do, and like I just I'm gonna make music, so. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it is, however it comes out, I'm gonna do it, and that's kind of just like, I don't know what it is. I don't know how I can describe myself or like put myself in a category of anything. It's just like I'm just a person, another person making music, and just because I love doing it. I feel like a lot of people do put themselves in boxes to, so they can monetize it and sell it because that's like that's what people tell you you have to do. You have to like yeah, you have to market yourself, yourself and, into like a certain way and like push it. And the way you got to make it is, like, so it'll appeal to this exact base. Yeah. So you can fucking... Exactly. That's yeah. what they tell you, but yeah, I don't absolutely. feel like that's that's the only way. I think that's the it's easier not. way. You know what I mean? That's the easy way to do it. It really is. I mean, it's definitely... <laughs> I guess it's not easy regardless. Well, but, no, yeah. <laughs> but if you, like, have, like, a fucking... If you lay out, like, a business plan, like, I need to do this, because then if I do this, it'll do this, that will do this and that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, if you just do whatever you want... 
it's definitely like a, a little harder, I guess, you know, because you're just trying to, you're just trying to do what you like and hope that it like appeals to people. Yeah, it's you hope everyone jumps on it. Yeah, yeah but then you know, it's like not gonna always work like that. But yeah, I mean, there's certain cases that are for it and some that aren't. Um, what I was gonna ask you too is because. I asked you the white guy thing because that seemed like a thing. Yeah. And then what I liked about your album was that you weren't like one of those dudes that – because I knew you you skated. Like I knew yeah. you skated before you even made music. So yeah, yeah. it wasn't like you were one of the dudes that were like every other line in your fucking rap was like you trying to rhyme with the word skateboard or throw crooked grind in your rap. I've never, or... I've never said a fucking word about skateboarding in, in any of the music I've ever made. Is that a conscious thing or is yes, that – it I, is it. I don't do it. Just because you don't want to like, be boxed into that skateboarder rapper thing? Or? No, I don't even think it's that necessarily. For me, it's this. It's that I fucking have been skateboarding for 13 years. You know what I mean? Like, I can skateboard. I do it. It's like part of my life. And I love doing it. And I feel like maybe at a different time and place, like, I might have said something about skating, you know, because it is something I love. But it's like, I feel like now when people talk about skateboarding, it is... To like market themselves towards like that kind of base, you know what I mean? They're it's not. To, they're not being genuine. It's more like a clicky thing, like exactly. a trendy thing. Yeah. So like being an actual skateboarder, I don't feel the need to fucking talk about it. I mean, it's not like I'm embarrassed to fucking skate. It's like, dude, I, you fucking see me at a show, I'm probably just wearing all skate shit because that's you know I just skate. You know, I'm a skateboarder. Yeah. But it's like I don't. I don't feel. I don't want to like. Be like, oh, this is how I'm going to get, like, my fans. I'm going to rap about skateboarding, and then they're going to – and then, like, it's going to fucking build on this for me. It's I like feel not, like – I think because to, that. like, rap about skateboarding, it is kind of corny. Like, even if you're yeah. doing it genuinely, it's just hard to, like, rap about the process of skateboarding. Like, it's just a hard thing to fit into, like, music. Like, so it is kind of corny. So it's it is. good that Absolutely. you acknowledge that. And I, you don't just try to do it for the sake of, like – marketing you know yeah no fuck that people do that people do that all the time it's funny because like the only one that i thought pulled it off was lupe <laughs> and yeah. it was like that song was corny as hell but... i fucking hated that goddamn song yeah it was corny as hell but like it was a genuine kind of you know yeah. i don't even think he skates but it was just a story about skateboarders you know like yeah. someone he knew maybe but, i don't know but i don't know dude that shit was like to me i was like oh fuck man he's just trying to fucking make a play off some he awesome did skateboard popularity he, i don't right know if now. he did i mean he might have did it on purpose but he did he definitely it did help him. Yeah, it definitely sure. worked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his plan worked. I like Lupe and I like his music, but that song was so bad, dude. Yeah, that shit was horrendous, actually. But, it was uh, really, really uncomfortable to listen to. It, it's a funny thing, though, with that. Like, I totally, I totally, uh, I thought that might be something we would get into. Like, yeah. the crossing of the two, you know what I mean? Well, because I want to make sure people out there know that, like, you're not one of those dudes just trying to fucking, like, you were a skateboarder first. And you like music, it's not like you're just trying to be like, oh, I'm a skateboarder rapper. Yeah. I don't want anyone to think that because when I heard your album, I'm like, he clearly isn't that dude, you know? No, like, that's, definitely not. Which I think is a good thing, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, dude, I love skating and I love fucking making music, so, and I'm gonna continue to do both of those things, like, two of my, like, the things that make me live, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what I live to do fucking skate and make music and make art. Do you notice, notice similarities between the two? As far as, like, the feeling you get from the pro- yeah. creative process. And- it, it's fucking awesome, man. Like, obviously, there's nothing better than just, like, fucking just going out skating with your homies and just fucking, like, all day cruise, people killing it, just everyone getting psyched on a session. And there's, like, 
It's like the similar kind of thing of like playing shows, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can see that. It's just super fun being up there and like fucking having people come out and like it actually look like they're enjoying themselves yeah. to be there, you know? It's like, and I like to like completely interact with the crowd. Like, I don't like stand up like I'm on a pedestal. I usually like, get into the crowd Sick. and just fucking like hang out with everybody. Yeah, that's because tight. it's like. I'm just some dude making music. You could do it, too. You know, if this is what you wanted to do and, like, you fucking worked hard, you could be doing this, too. So it's like, or you're doing something else that's, like, the same thing. But yeah. it's just a different vehicle for, like, your passion. You know what I'm saying? So it's just really, like, I don't know. It's definitely, like, similar. And, like, it's uh, the lifestyle of it is kind of, like, similar. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, uh, I don't know, like, you get together with, like, your homies and like write songs together or like get together homies that produce and like you make like a beat or something you know what i mean it's just like going skating with your boys and like or like fucking trying to film a video, video with your part, homies yeah. so it's like making a video is like kind of like make an album or something that's like, what it seems like it seems like the same process as far as making an album and in in a video part is very similar it's cool man did you ever uh do you have a video part online uh yeah it sucks but on YouTube or what? Yeah, I'm trying to fucking get my boy to, like, dig up, like, my old-ass part that's probably, like, years VHS old. VHS or something? Nah, it's, like, it's fucking <laughs> VX shit, but it's, All like, right. still, like, probably, like, fucking six, seven years old, like, when I was, like, throwing down and stuff. But me and Dubs actually have a shared part in the video that Tim's into. It's called Piff City. That's it's right. Me and Dubs share a part in that. And, like, that was probably the lowest point of my skateboarding. And it was, like, fucking the only video part that I've really ever made, which is, like, depressing. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, dude, we had man fun doing it. It was, like, me, Tim, Kerry, and uh, Will Rezo. Yeah. So it Will was... had some sick fucking nose blunt in that video part, and he popped yeah, out dude, in a ditch fuck, or something. Dude, Will's part's so good. And it was so funny. Like, you can't get that dude. He can do, like, his part's so funny because it's – you'll never – Will will never film a part that's as good as him because yeah. he's amazing, but, like, he just wants to have fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he could do a line with, like, two of the fucking sickest tricks ever, but he'd be like, nah, dude, I want to just do a fucking tail slide. Like, I'm going to go real fast and do a tail slide and then do a front plug. Okay. It's like, dude, why don't you do like this? I know you can do it. It's like, nah, dude, I just want to do a tail slide. Like, All right. <laughs> I saw I saw you had a Piff City tat. Yeah, you? I got the Piff City uh, tat yeah. on there. Anyone else got that? Nah, just me. Holding it down, dude. Yeah, dude, it had to, man. That was, like, the squad because when I lived down – when we made that video is when I lived – in Maniunk and Tim and like Dubs and Will and Carrie lived in like East Falls, yeah, which is like right next door to each other. They're like, just like you, you're in, you're on like this main street and you're in Maniunk and then you just like go down the street and it's same street and you're just in East Falls. It's like the same fucking place. I think I, I went out there and I stayed yeah, that's with when Tim. you stayed with yeah. Tim at the East Falls. Spot. Some cool spots. Out yeah, there. definitely. So that was like Pip City was like the crew when we just like fucking obviously Dubs made that name up because he's just Dubs and he's ridiculous and I don't know why. It's Piff City, but it was just fucking funny. It was a perfect funny. name, dude. Yeah, it was just <laughs> awesome. So we just ran with that one, and that's, like, pretty much we filmed that whole video when we all lived in, like, that area and all hung out together. So it was, like, kind of, like, more of, like, a representation of the time, you know, yeah. which was cool. So I had a lot of good times down there with those dudes because they're all good dudes, and skating was fun, but... What's I, up What's up with Kerry? Kerry's uh, in Connecticut still, I believe. He was in Philly for a while, but... He moved back to Connecticut, and he was talking about moving back to Philly, but I think he's still in Connecticut. He's a cool dude. He's an original dude. I noticed that. He's a character, he's man. He's definitely a character. He's, he's really good. He's really good at skating. He's dude. good. He crushes yeah. it. 
front threes and stuff. All those fucking Connecticut people, man, I swear. People Crazy. in Connecticut are really good. Brian Anderson, Connecticut. Dude, B.A., dude, all day. <laughs> um, that dude's the best. Yeah, I had some questions, so I'm going to try to dig him up real quick. Do it up. All right. Damn, Andrew Cannon. What's up, Andrew? I hope you're feeling better. He just got knee surgery. Cannonball, what's up? Yeah, you know Cannon, right? Yeah, man. Hell we yeah. Uh, skated for the same shop like fucking... Fairman's, right? Nah, that was even before Fairman's. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. it was uh, Board Stiff. Back board in stiff. the day, man. Yeah, I remember Board Stiff. Yeah, it was like uh, me, Cannon, and Chris Mathis, who also skates for a world, Hell which yeah. is like kind of funny now, you know what I mean? Crazy. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was so long ago. That was mm, Fucking pretty... Math Blaster. Yeah, dude, Math Blaster 610, bro. What's up, <laughs> Mathis? <laughs> I'm sure you're going to watch this at some point. Mathis is awesome. Oh, I love that kid. He I've known him forever the king since he was like a super little, super <laughs> little kid just like like on the come up. Yeah, his like first ad is like Ollie, the, this fucking, I remember his first ad, it was like a checkout or something in Focus before it was Focus, I think. I forget what it was called before that. Yeah. But it was, uh, he fucking Ollie'd this gap and he's like such a little ass kid and it's just it's like, dude, he's so little, man. And then you just see him now fucking crushing and I'm he's just like. He's powerful on his skateboard. Like, you're so much bigger than me now, man. What the fuck? <laughs> he's funny because he comes on world trips and uh, he's like so, he's such a funny dude. Like, he's so nervous. That, like, he doesn't want to blow it. Yeah. So he's so nervous that he does blow it constantly. <laughs> like, Charlie's always giving such a hard time. He'll, he'll be like, like this, I'm making this up, but it's, it's something like this. He'll, like, Charlie will be like, here's the keys to the van. Don't lock them in the van. And then, like, ten minutes later, they'll be locked in the van. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you're like, how the fuck did you fuck that up? He specifically told you not to. And you did it. Yeah, he's awesome, though. But he's a good sport about it. He's, like, we give him a hard time, but he's like, eh, you know, it's he, me. <laughs> he's, like, just, like, a super good dude in general. So it's yeah. like. He's just, like, a good human. Yeah. You know? I just... I fuck with that kid. I, I've been been around him for such a long time now. I remember, like, when I first met him, when he was, like, 14 or something, I used to, like, go pick him up to go skate when he was just a little-ass kid. Because hey. I was like, dude, this kid's sick. Like, he's fucking crushing. He's full of energy, for sure. Yeah, dude. Sick. He's a little ball of energy. But when he was, when he was a little-ass kid, it was mad funny. Just, like, I was taking him to spots and stuff. That's sick. And he was, he was killing it, and now he's just actually doing it which is good to see that he's yeah. stuck with it and he's he went to china you super saw good yeah yeah it's like some good footage from there him and andrew he had andrew just had the acl uh sur- surgery he cho- he chose to have it because yeah. we have a good thing going at world and they know like they'll let yeah. him heal up and do his thing but i'm glad he's getting fixed so he can get back on the board yeah because it's like just keep if you fucking kept that that shit with the knee it's just yeah, gonna it's get hard. worse and then and then when you go to get it fixed it's gonna be worse yeah it's like it's just you need to get it done. Yeah. It's a, it's, there's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. It's just something you need to do. Whether You know it's going to suck. It's like, all right, well, i got to go get knee surgery and then fucking rehab and then yeah. relearn and fucking just – but let's do it now. And it's painful if you, you don't. Yeah. Dude, that would be terrible. All right. We got – you know Buddy Blackley? <laughs> yeah. All right. He's asking, did you do this trick? Did you do a Smith laser heel before God? <laughs> Have you ever done that? Or is that I, no, a that's, that's a fucking – that's just because I'm backsmith guy. So yeah, like, that's what someone else said. You yeah, have a fucking good backsmith. That's what Matt. I saw Matt Lane said. Oh yeah, about risking it, it all, Matt Lane. Yeah. But yeah, that was funny. I saw that buddy said that. I fucking. I wish I fucking backsmith laser heel. You know, I, I hope there's rumors floating around that I did that. I'll let people think that. <laughs> backsmith is a good one to have on lock, though. Yeah, that's like I'm like kind of backsmith guy. Comfortable just, with that? Yeah, one? that's like my favorite trick, and I do it a lot. That's an amazing trick to have. So. Dude, so. It's funny, though, because I'm just kind of like, 
if people are like, if you didn't know me and you were like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. It's like, oh, yeah, he does like, it's like, oh, he looks like this. You know, it's like he was skating there too. It's like, oh, is that the guy doing backsmith all the time? You know, it's like kind of like that. Like, that's oh. cool though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all right with me. At least it's like, oh, that's not that guy doing sloppy nose slides because he can't do anything else. You know what I mean? <laughs> My homie Jeff uh, in SF, he's he's big into board slides, backside board slides. Dude, but on board fat, side fat ledges and is ledges. like the greatest trick. Yeah, so that's what everyone would say. Like, oh, the dude doing the board slides. He loves the board slides. He's like, yeah, that's all. He, that's like not all he can do, but that's what he likes to do. It's fun for him. So Dude. he just goes with that board slides. Absolutely. I mean, it's all about having fun, right? So do the yeah. tricks that I seriously like. For me, backsmith is like the kind of trick that every single time I do it, I'm still like every time I'm like, yeah, that was fucking like it. Just feels good, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like rewarding. You're like, fuck yeah, that, was, that shit was. Backsmith's rule. I absolutely agree. All right, we got Nick Knight uh, on Instagram. He uh, he wants me to ask you your favorite East Coast park or spot. That's very very broad question. That's yeah. a lot of spots and a lot of parks. Do you got any? Let's see. Do you have a, a favorite skate park and a favorite spot? Okay, maybe we can give um, them two. That's fine. I don't know. There, there's so many good parks. Like. Um, obviously, like, I went to, I went to Connecticut with, like, uh, Will for a little bit, like, for a couple of days, and we, like, hit a bunch of the Connecticut parks. The big outdoor concrete yeah. and stuff, yeah. But, uh, there was, like, this stand, that one in Stamford that's, like, super, super sick. That yeah. was really fun. I think probably one of my favorite parks at home is, uh, there's this park in York. It's, like, York, Pennsylvania. It's, like, a miserable place. I like, feel like I've been there. It sucks. Like, the the place like I like I'm like I fucking hate this place with the uh, park or York no no York okay. Pennsylvania in general <laughs> but the park they have there is so sick it's like I feel like they got a like bunch of stuff like that like Hingham does yeah but it's like five times the size and they have like an enormous bowl and sick. they have so they have everything and it's just so like it's brand new concrete like super smooth they have like the taco thing like they do at uh yeah Hingham, Hingham and shit yeah. but it's so sick it's like the dopest park ever but like just being in York is miserable. Is it just ghetto there? Or what? It's just like, not not even. I mean, it's like kind of like weird, but it's just like I feel like everyone just hates the world there. You know what I mean? It's just like I feel like I'm just like, oh man, this is just not a good vibe in, in York, PA. That's but fair. York man. Park is a fucking awesome. That's a really dope one in, in Pennsylvania. Uh, up here, I like I like fucking going to Hingham. That shit's fun, but it's like only. Only if you go, like, during the day in the week or something because it's so little that, like, if it gets, like, a couple of people, it fucking starts getting really, like, crowded, so. And all the part, the flow, like, kind of shoots you into, it's yeah. like crossfire, so. It, it's definitely a fun park, though. It's, like, it's dope just because it's so new and smooth. My my go-to park is that I've, in Boston, as I skate at the Watertown Skate Park. Oh, we're... Every, like, all the time. That's, like, my spot, and it's, like, not even a park. It's a box a quarter pipe, a super fat flat bar, and, like, a bank ramp, and that's it. And it's, like, on a fucking tennis, like, a basketball court without nets. And it's, like, right behind the Arsenal Mall on, like, in Watertown. It's, like, not even good, but it's just, like, the fucking funnest place ever. Sometimes it's just how it works out. It's like the TF. Yeah. Did you hear about they're making, they're doing the... Two million dollar skate park in yeah. Boston. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went to the meetings and I went to. Uh, yeah, yeah, because like I saw Armin was like posting stuff. Yeah, I met up it. with a uh, um, Ken Russell. And, yeah, dude, uh, OG the Storm. Yeah, they managed to get the money and get it going. So that I guess it should be up by next year sometime. 
going to be awesome, right where the duck boats go into the water. Yeah. Which I think is sick because it's like every kid and their parents are on the duck boat doing the tour, and then every kid's going to go buy it. Buy this two million dollar skate park and go. I want to fucking skateboard, so just yeah. help skateboarding that much more, you know. Definitely, and it's like helps the local businesses, like you know, orchard, fucking orchard and all these raw, and all that stuff. Yeah, concepts. It'll help my skateboarding and my brand for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, I'm down for it, dude. Man, it gotta expand. <laughs> oh, I actually, we just got a question from Andrew. Actually, oh snap! Ask him what the biggest ollie he ever did was. <laughs> I what I people mutter. Militia Ollie that years ago and some of the craziest stuff. Oh, word. Um, I think it was on this one clip that a couple of dudes, like, fucking ollied it recently or something. It's, like, a five. In Philly? Yeah. It's, okay. like, a five, and then it's, like, a flat, and then the steps go down this way. Okay, yeah. So, and then there's, like, so it's, like, a five flat and a handrail, and it's, like, a big-ass drop, and I ollied it, like, seven years ago or something like that. And, like, people, like, two people just, like, ollied it this year or some Damn, shit. Damn, that's sick. But it was, that was fucking pretty, that shit was, like, sketchy. Yeah. It's hard to do anything else because it's, like, so much impact. Yeah. Because, like, back then I was, like, really good at kickflipping big shit, too. That was, like, you know, ollie kickflip. Yeah. It's kind of, like, what you do. Yeah. But, uh, I, like, was, like, dude, I don't even want to try this. And that thing was pretty big. But, uh, yeah, Andrew, I think that was, that was up there. There was, uh. <laughs> There's some definitely some stuff. I used to like to throw down some big ass eyes. That was fun. Were you ever? Did you ever aspire to be a sponsored skateboarder? Yeah, I, well, you know, I was for a bit. I skated for some shops and shit. Sick. Like, I skated for uh, Board Stiff was the first shop I ever skated for, and then I skated for after the after a while, like it kind of was like going downhill. There, it was like things were like kind of like not. Oh, like the, the shop. shop was real yeah. bare. You know what I mean? Like it, it eventually went out of business, but. Uh, I ended up, like, uh, riding, I, st- I, like, brought my sponsor tape to this fucking other shop called Spectrum, which was, like, G-Spot. I don't know if you heard of G-Spot. I've heard of G-Spot, So yeah. it was, like, it was G-Spot 2, pretty much, but they couldn't call it that, because, like, the township wasn't having it of where, like, they were putting the new shop, because it's, like, it was, like, more, like, upscale, nicer Oh, so area. the name, so like, the not, name yeah, G-Spot. Yeah, <laughs> not, not putting G-Spot. So it was Spectrum. <laughs> Like, I brought it over there because I was like, let's fucking see what this shop's about. And then I ended up skiing for them, and it was, like, nuts because it ended up being, like, uh, like yeah, Chris Cole's on, like, this team, too, because he was on G-Spot. And so then, you skated for the same team as Chris Cole at one point? Yeah, more, more or less, I guess. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and then, like, Jimmy McDonald skated for Spectrum at so one good. point. He's, like, one of my favorite skateboarders. That dude needs to be Bad Jimmy? Yeah. On Insta, right? Bad Jimmy. Such a fan of Jimmy Skate. Yeah, dude. So that good. dude, like, no... He's he's the kind of person, when I see skateboarding, like, when I see his parts, I'm like, that's the trick that you do on that spot. Yeah. You know, he, he gets it, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. He's he a just, true street skater, for dude, sure. And he's got style for days, too. For sure. And he's a good dude. He's funny as shit. Yeah. Fan. But, uh, <laughs> I'm a fan... I'm a genuine fan of him as well, but, uh, he's also, you know, a friend, too, so he's... I've known him for a bit. From, like, the Philly days, because he went to Temple. Oh, that's right. And, uh, like, I uh, I grew up kind of around the same area as Chris Mulhern. Yeah. I don't know if you know that dude. Yeah, yeah, produces videos and all yeah, that. Yeah, he's, he's, that dude's super good at what he does. Yeah, but, he uh, he made a bunch of videos, like, back in the day. Like, he made this video called I'd Rather Skate Cecil, and it's, like, with Jimmy McDonald and stuff, like, before. Can he, I find it online? Yeah, Maybe? you can probably find all it right, online. I'm going to have to search It's really online. dope, though. It's, like, fucking sick. But uh, I got some tricks in there, too, in, like, the friend section. But uh, that's how I met, like, those dudes from, like, Chris. And, like, they all, 
they all fucking went to Temple. So that I like, I saw Jim McDonald on the come up. You know what I mean? And I, like, he, he said he doesn't have a board. For some reason, I just assumed Jimmy's pro. No. He should be, for sure. He doesn't have a board? No. He's fucking crushing. Keep crushing, Jimmy. Steve, put it it on, dude. (laughs) Get Jimmy his board, man. He's good. His parts and Chris's video are, like, mind-blowing. Yeah, dude. Like, out of control. Everything you imagine East Coast Coast skating to be is, like, what he did in that video. And he can can skate everything, too. So it's, it's like, nice to watch. But, uh, yeah, man, like... I don't know. Did some did some big alleys in my days, but I skated for <laughs> skated for that shop with like Jimmy. With like I said, Jimmy was on it. Chris Cole was on G Spot, but I mean it was like kind of like G Spot and G Spot too. It was all like the same owners and everything. So Chris was on that, and then also Tommy Asta was on G Spot too when he was like real young, and yeah. uh, like he's been killing it forever. He's yeah, he also blew up. Yeah. another favorite to watch because that dude's got some got some serious maneuvers yeah, um, he's good on his board too yeah he's really he's fucking really good but uh, it was cool man i like i you know i i never really got much from other shit i kind of still skate for a like super small philly board company that i've been like helping out with like a friend of mine for like seven years now or something which one's it? it's called formation that's it guys formation skateboards it's like my friend is like super in it because he loves skateboarding and like all the money that he makes from it goes back into the company to make more. But he only is able to make like a couple runs of boards a year. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he's like in school and he just is like, dude's an entrepreneur. He's fucking like such a great businessman in general. So it's it's like tough for him. But I, I you know I've always tried to help him out since the jump. So I mean I still kind of skate for that. Just kind of like a fucking thing that i've always been doing so it's like will we see a militia part uh, hopefully but uh another part i don't know if i can man i don't know if i can do it (laughs) (laughs) go back kick up the gap i'm I'm still gonna fucking skate as much as i can but i don't know if i'm (laughs) if i'll ever put out another part part me and dubs are actually filming a iPhone video. Oh, sick! That's it's right. Gonna be, it's hey, gonna be hilarious. Olo clip. You need the fisheye. I lens. know. That's it's, what I'm saying. It's better. It's a better fisheye lens than all the other ones that have been made out there. I, I definitely noticed a better quality. So I'll have to get you one. Dude. Yeah, dude. I, that would be fucking sick. Cause we we've been filming it for a while. It's like we're just having a lot of fun. Dude, Tim's in it. You know, Hell just yeah. like all the homies. We got like we got like a bunch of clips, which is cool. But uh, it's gonna be fun. But uh, <laughs> I think I think I feel like the. Uh, my the extent of my skateboarding parts will be like fucking iPhone shit. Yeah, but that's cool. You can always get like the iPhone can pick up a good backsmith for sure. You'll have oh no yeah. Problem. Oh yeah, dude. I got the backsmiths running in that shit. I got like I'm gonna hopefully have at least like ten, fifteen backsmiths in it. <laughs> was there was there a point where you were like trying to be trying to be like fully hooked up? Yeah, there's. I mean, obviously, if if you get to a point where you're like sponsored by a shop and you're good enough that people are giving you shit, you're yeah. like always think to the next level of it you know what i'm saying and i totally was like trying to do that and i was like skating and filming so much and like i had like a shitload of footage but it just kind of like never went that way and i was all right with it you know what i'm saying like i had other stuff i was a new too and it was like i wasn't gonna stop skating or anything but it just kind of never worked out that way i got like you know, I get hooked up with some stuff here and there from some people and shit, which was cool, but it wasn't really ever like I was officially on anything legit besides like fucking shops. That's cool. Like, which is which is fine. It's an know. honor in that. Exactly. Dude. I was being like being part man, of a crew and being in videos and having yeah. fun with the homies is 
that's what skating is. Like, some people get sponsors, some don't, and that's just how the fucking cookie crumbles. So, exactly. It's just like, I skate because I love skating, so I'm going to do it regardless so I get sponsored and I make music because I love making music regardless so I get, like, a record deal. Yeah. So, so it's kind of right. the same shit, just... Some stuff I'm into, and I'm gonna do it no matter what. I wanna, I wanted to ask you. Um, this is completely off subject, and on the sh- on my show, I like to just bounce all around. Um, do you like DMX? Um, I was never really into DMX. I feel like it was like before I was like. That's I what like, I know. It's because you're. I'm older than you. So yeah. The hip hop that I first got into was like. I'm, cu- I'm a couple albums before you, I think. Yeah, definitely. It's weird because the dudes that are older than me are into, like, Tribe and, like, yeah. that is, like, a little year or two before me, you know? Yeah. Like, when I got in, it was Wu-Tang, and then it was, like, DMX, Nas, Jay-Z, Big Pun, mm-hmm. like, all these Big dudes. L. Big L. yeah. So, um, you met you, DMX, you missed the Flesh of My Flesh, his yeah, first album. I kind of missed the DMX thing because I wasn't, like, super into hip-hop, I feel like, at that point, or, like... I don't know. DMX was always like something else to me that I was like, I don't know. This dude's just fucking like hype as shit. And I think DMX is fucking awesome. Like he's that dude is just like a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like those from the gets you hype as fuck. Yeah. But uh I never really I never really listened to DMX like that though. Go like, back, go back. Listen to Flesh of My Flesh. I'm not flesh. against it or anything. I just <laughs> you know, it just never happened for me. Do the first two albums, Flesh of My Flesh and then it or it's it's Dark and Hell's Hot and then yeah. It's Flesh of My Flesh and Blood of My Blood. I definitely, you do know. Do those two albums. I've definitely listened to some DMX stuff. The but best albums, I think. Yeah? So good, dude. All right, dude. I'll Amazing. <laughs> even the prayers. I'm not even religious, but I still, like, back the prayers in the album. It's dude, so tight. He's, he's fucking... That dude's something else, though. I read a book about DMX. Um, it was, like, an autobiography of him, and uh, he's from the hood. He's yeah. not, like, a fake... He's not, like, one of the oh, rappers absolutely. that claim they're from the hood, and they're not, I like, like talking about that. Yeah, that we'll get on to that. But it, anyway, so the book... He 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 used to go to his high school. He was homeless, and he would get dogs, like pit bulls, from around the neighborhood, and he would take them in, and they would go and, like, sleep in alleyways and on rooftops and shit. And uh, he would take his dogs and go to his high school, and he would rob people with the dogs because he'd be like, take you know, back then the Averex jackets, yeah. the leather jackets yeah. and shit. He'd go up to them and be like, yo, I like the jacket. Let me get it. And they'd be like, what? And he'd have his dogs, and he's like, yeah, let me get the thing. And he would threaten them with the dogs, and people would take the shit off because they know they can't talk their way out of a dog attack. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? Like, you can't tell a dog not to. So they would, like, run their jackets. He'd take their jackets, their chain and shit. shit. He'd rob people with dogs. Like, that was, like, survival, though. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like he was trying. He had to get by, so he'd, like, sell the jacket and yeah. make some money. And mm-hmm. He's from the hood, dude. I like DMX. His dude. first two albums, back him. He's definitely a fucking character, man. That dude's... On some shit, and he's 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 as real as you're gonna get in hip hop, and that's probably the reason his downfall. Yeah, like even he still smoke Too crack. Real. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> he has a lot of pain. If you listen to his first two albums, it was like a lot of real life shit he went through that he never got over, like shit that most people don't experience. You know, it's yeah. like when a veteran comes back from war and he just can't get over like, like you got the trauma that from it. stress disorder. Yeah, from, from the just hood. life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, it's, a, it's like a fucking war. So. For real. So that's that's why when everyone's like, fuck him, and he's just crackhead, blah, 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 it's like, I'm like, I know his first two albums, dude. I know he's not just a crackhead. He's, yeah, dude. He's, he's like just... an amazing person that just can't get over hardships of his past. He's just having dude, a hard I time. mean, everyone has a tough time dealing with shit, and sometimes you just fucking resort to things that... You gotta drown yeah. him away sometimes, yeah. Yeah, but no, it's a, a funny thing to me about DMX is like, when you think about DMX, like, in his music, you think about, like, 
the hypest shit ever. The like that dude, <gasps> yeah, that dude's fucking hype. You know Energy what I mean? man, for exactly. Sure. Yeah. And then he had he was in that movie with Steven Seagal, Exit Wounds, <laughs> yeah. when he was like so fucking like he was like you could tell he was like an intelligent person just from like the role he played, just because how he played it. And, like, how calm he was, like, of a character. I was like, this is so, like, not DMX music shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just funny it's to like me. It's like an extreme. Yeah. It was, like, it was kind of cool to, like, see the, see that other, like, DMX portrayed in a different way than, like, the super hype energy filled music. Yeah. And then you see him, like, in this role. That's that, crazy. You know, it was just <laughs> fucking nuts. I was like, dude, this is blowing my mind right now. He's definitely got the light and dark in him. He's he's uh, he's hot and cold. For um, sure. Belly was another one he was in that was real good, yeah, but he played nice. more true to himself in that one. Yeah. It's more just his yeah. character in that one. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, but anyways, back to what we were talking about with the gangster rappers pre- pretending that they're yeah. to make a that's to fit their image or some shit. Yeah, I mean because that's obviously another huge market. Yeah, absolutely. It's huge. Yeah, fucking probably the biggest. Yeah, for sure. It's a strange. Or it thing. was at one point the biggest. I, I don't. I think it's maybe a. It still is like the mainstream hood shit is definitely like probably the biggest market. I yeah. guess because that's what you like hear on the radio. That and like I guess like the college shit's kind of creeping in, but it's like not as much. Yeah. So it's definitely that's how you make that money. It's a strange thing when people try to fake the funk, and it's just like you can kind of always tell. I can always tell when I don't even listen to it because I'll listen to it and I'm like. You just tell it's not genuine or something yeah. about it. Like, music is like, you can tell when they're trying to fit themselves in the size nine and they're not. They're, yeah. They wear some other size, you know? It's such a strange thing, dude. People trying to fit molds to, because it's like, I feel like a lot of people, like, uh, it's like that's what they're told, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you got to do this to fit this, to be this, to make this. Yeah. And it's like, then they just fucking take that and try to do it. And it's just like, some people can pull it off and... Because it's them, but some people, obviously, some people pull it off that it's not them, but you just, yeah. they're just really fucking good at, they <laughs> practice so hard yeah, 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 that you can't tell, but, you know, I I, I talk about that a lot in, in music, I feel like, not even just being like, not you know, like, not like, oh, this person pretends to be like fucking all like this like all hood and they're not like I just talk about people like not being themselves not being genuine to exactly the it's just like at the end of the day it's like the fuck you gonna how like happy can you be just like fucking making shit up all day faking like, the funk yeah exactly. it's just like I don't know I because like I, my whole my whole thing is that like my music is me yeah it's like stories or like just pieces of myself on every track so when people are like making fucking shit that's not them, I'm just I don't know. I can't do like, that thing. I feel like it just hurts the music. It, you can tell. Like I can tell for the most part when someone's faking the funk. Like there are some people that slip through, but it hurts the music, and you should just stop that shit. Yeah, I'm totally not into it. All right, so what are some of the artists you're into? Like who are you feeling right now? Uh, yeah, I thought this might be another one. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I. I really do, like, genuinely listen to a lot of my friends' music, like, because I have so many, I got so many friends, like, you know, in, in music now, like, from just from, like, building with people and, like, shows and meeting new people and doing all this, so it's like, I got a lot of super talented, like, friends that, that make music, like, if you listen to, if you, like, put on a rap playlist of mine, like, on my fucking iPod or some shit, it's, like, pretty much all, like, 
people I know and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Because yeah. I don't know, like it's just like skating. It's like I love seeing like homie videos. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like I'm just super into that. So, but uh, with music, I got listened to like a lot of, like I said, a lot of my friends and like you know local acts and stuff that I think does you know deserves the fucking Limelight. listening. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, so it's like a lot of that, like. People, I gotta like fucking plug you to a lot of this stuff so you can check it out. That's what I'm saying. Like give give like a it. shout out, dude. Whoever you're yeah, so whoever like, I should listen to for sure. Um, so my boy, I perform with a lot, and we have like a we we always do like sets together and play like shows together. His name's Esh the Monolith. He's uh he's a fucking super like clever dickhead kind of yeah, you know what yeah. i mean he's like he says like he's mad funny and, and like super clever with his words and he says a lot but uh but like and it's like offensive but like in a way that he he kind of like covers it up pulls it off yeah it's mad <laughs> funny but he's just like an awesome dude him and my boy docs put out a ep that's uh that's really dope they put it out like last year sometime and you can download that for free on oh, yeah. on the internet I believe you can download. Yeah, you can download for free, and that's sick. It's called Invisible, so that's Eshin Docs Invisible. My homies, Gray Sky Appeal, they're in Brooklyn now, but they were there's like some of the first people that put me on like Eshin Docs. Like they put me on so much shows. From so Boston, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eshin's from Providence, but lives in Boston. Gray Sky, two of the dudes are from Vermont. One is from New Hampshire. They were based in Boston for like seven years, but they just moved to Brooklyn. Great Sky Appeal, you can, like, obviously, that's a pretty pretty easy name to search that. You'll find anything. Yeah. They got, a, like, a lot of projects. They got, like, EP, some full lengths. They're dope. Those I got to, like, give a lot of props to those dudes because they put me on, really. Like, I got to give mad props to Nick Heller for, of Ricky Shabazz and the Boom Bat Boys, who you should look watch their music videos because yeah. it's, like, not your typical hip-hop music videos. It's, like, real like... He really does a lot of different treatments that you don't see. That's really cool. Sick. It's like a, it's a nice way to like not just see some like hard ass shit. You know what I mean? Some like I'm fucking trying to be hard. Yeah. And it's like not like that. Even if it's like a more like artist like that, like he still finds a way to like put some humor in it. It's fucking. That's right. It's, it's dope. But I gotta man. give him props for putting me on my first show ever, and that kind of like opened the floodgates for me. Fuck yeah. For Ash and Gray Sky put me on the re- like. After that, like, started putting me on a lot of stuff. Uh, what else do I have I listened to? Fameless Fam is, like, a collective that put out, like, my album. Yeah, I saw the... I went to their website and yeah. checked it out. And they got they a lot a of stuff. biography on you and stuff. Yeah. Cool. It's cool, man. I, like... They were like, yeah, like, we, we want to put this out. Like, you know, we back you. I was like, oh, cool. You know, like, just, like, nice. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, but uh, my boy Virtue is on that. Fameless Virtue. He uh, he puts out a lot of stuff. DJ Emo Beta, he's like a real ill DJ. OG as fuck. Like, been doing shit in Boston for like fifteen more, probably more than fifteen years. Like, it's sick that Boston has like a rad hip hop. Dude, scene. such a dope hip hop scene. I love hip hop, and I don't even know about it. Like, like <laughs> I'll, I'll get you plugged, man. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> so, and then there's like some other homies from like uh, Providence, like Juan Deuce. He's like another awesome artist, and this uh, producer that he works with, like off outside. They're both homies, but they're both, like, super talented dudes putting out some stuff. They have a free EP online called The Mechanics EP that's really dope, and they're working on a full length. Sick. There's a, there's a lot of stuff, man. It's hard, to, it's hard to even think of it all. Like, my homie Rashid Chappelle, the High Life, uh, like, producers, like, Archetype, all that fucking Lightfoot, ML Beats, Pages Music, just Teddy Rockspin. There's, like, so many 
talented people that I'm around that it's like fucking kind of crazy. It's just nuts. That's rad that you're around all these people because I'm sure you guys just feed off each other and it just helps keep the creative process going and motivation and everything, man. Yeah, it's it's fucking dope. Um, I was going to ask you, do you ever ever hear Mr. Green? The Mr. Green, he does like beats. He was a... I don't know, you should check it out. Check it out. It's yeah, well, just type in Mr. Green. He does this thing called Live from the Streets. Okay. And he just basically goes out into the streets and records like sound bites of like people and, and then puts them together. Puts it all together That's and dope. mixes it up, and it's just all this comes out really. really Is it sick. like New England stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's oh, all cool. New York and. Uh, Philly and like, oh, shit like that. so is it like G R E E N E or is it just regular? I think it's just Mister Green and All it's right. live from the streets, just G R E E N. Cool, I'll definitely check it out. And then uh, another artist I wanted to ask you about if you got into because I just got into him like two three years ago, I think. But uh, brother Ali, yeah, and he's kind of like an independent like yeah, no, he, he's roots, fucking like, dope. Like that dude's definitely. Mad Indian. He's been he's like been around forever too. Like yeah. he's fucking sick. Like yeah, I think he's on the Rhyme Sayers. Yeah, Rhyme Sayers. Yeah, Rhyme Sayers is a really dope. It's label. Mid, is it all Midwest? Is yeah, that I think they're like in. Pretty sure it's like the Midwest, like Seattle type of yeah, like general scene. region. Yeah, because I mean I know it was started by like uh, Atmosphere, yeah. like Slug. I think he's. I'm pretty sure he started fucking Rhyme Sayers, which is like cool. Because he put on, like, mad indie hip-hop acts that, like, deserved some fucking you know, notoriety sure, yeah. and, and, like, you know, to get themselves out there more. And it's, like, I feel like they're one of the biggest, like, indie labels that are, like, that are giving back to fucking music and putting a lot of, like, awesome albums out. Like, they put they put out a Freeway album a, free, did, like, yeah, yeah. a few years back with Jake One uh, on the... Like, the whole production, he's, like, another insane producer. He's real sick. But, yeah, they put, like, a Freeway album out, which is cool. Like, I fucking love Freeway. He's, Philadelphia Freeway. Yeah, man. I, I got back all the Philly stuff, so. You need to grow out the beard. I know, dude. Philly my beard's beard. usually fucking huge. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. like, I had, like, a job interview a couple <laughs> weeks ago, so I had to get all professional. But, like, yeah, like, fucking, I love Freeway. I love Philly shit. There's, like, my homies down there called Ground Up. I'm definitely going to, like plug utah that shit they're they're like on the come up right now they're like really sick they're just really good dudes too which is you know always nice they're uh yeah they're they're really they're really like creating a buzz and feel like their last project they just put out is called supernatural they just got like twenty thousand downloads on that piff on that which is fucking like incredible because they're independent you know i mean they're not they're not signed to anything they're just like some dudes doing it and it's cool to see that, you know, so... I think it's rad, dude, that the way shit's going with technology, like, back in the day, it was like you needed these big companies to kind of promote you, you know what I mean? But now with the information age and the, all the technology we got, you could produce a whole album on this laptop and build enough social network yourself that you could have a whole fan base. Yeah. You could be your own, you know, your own label. Well, that's own. that's another cool thing. I don't know if you ever... Do you know Macklemore at all? No. Nope. ever hear him? All right, well, he's... Like, is independent, is super independent. Like, he always did it himself. Like, he doesn't have, he's still not signed to a label. Yeah. And he made the double XL, like, freshman list. Damn. Sick. Not even signed. The only thing he signed to was a promotions company. So, like, to promote his fucking shows and tours. But everything is like, they do it themselves. That's sick. I like which that. Which is shit. super fucking dope. They have, uh, this free EP that they put, like, him and this dude, uh, producer right his producer ryan lewis they put out the versus ep which is like 
super good. Like, I fucking love that shit. He just put out a new album, and it was like, for me, at first I was like, fuck, man. Like, he's kind of, like, pushing towards, like, a more, like, mainstream type thing. Like, in my thought, at least. But, I mean, I understand, like, you know, you got to fucking, this is your career, and he's just trying to expand. But, I mean, he's still definitely himself on it, but, like, the production values, like, uh, where the production is just, like, a lot more mainstream based to it seemed to me and and it was kind of like just some things going on that was like a lot different than the the older stuff that like got me into the music and it's not that i don't like it it's just like another one of those things again it's like once you once you like like an artist and like this is why you like them it's like i really like this and then once they do something different you're like it's it's hard to get used to exactly but i mean i'm definitely into it but that's another dope bar to check out It's it's the thing it's the thing like this like no one like you don't do some you don't do a craft to stay the same yeah. like the object is to grow yeah which absolutely. involves change you know and that's the thing people that, don't like change yeah people that don't actually do anything that don't have a talent and they don't express themselves they don't understand the process is that you got to grow with something and it involves changing you got to expand your horizon your box and you got to like try different things and yeah. they're not all gonna hit you know and what especially I mean? when you're in like the kind of like that kind of industry it's like it, it's hard to like fucking not change you know because you you change a girl as a person so like your music tends to change and it's like as an artist you can understand that but like as a fan at at the same time i don't want i like wrote a song about it too it's on this new project that i just started working on it's about like kind of like i get why you know people change like artists change but as a fan like i don't want to understand i just want the fucking old shit that i fucking love you know what i mean so it's kind of like a struggle in that sense so that's like some something new that i've been working on with uh one of my homies that's right that's, that's a good producing. subject that I yeah really i figured like touch on so yeah i figured it needed to be touched on because it's like i mean obviously first and foremost i'm a fan of music and that's why i make music but you know i'm also an artist so it's like i can't judge this dude i don't know the circumstances of why his music changed to this but it's like i get it you like you're trying to like fucking make a career you're trying to like expand your fan base like you you need new people yeah you know what i mean it's like you've got that core locked in it's like now you need to go further and it's like and that's when you change and you make some new stuff and you it's try not a bad thing stuff. as long as you're true to yourself and you yeah. don't go too corny and fake the funk exactly as as so it's just tough though as a fan you know what i mean like it's like fuck man like this is what i want you know i want this i want, want this illmatic so i want that says. again like i want Illmatic 2, where I want, like, the Versus EP Part 2, you know? It's like, I don't want this. I want the fucking that thing. Like, I want that mold. Yeah. Make it again, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I get it, but it's like, fuck. I want that old shit. It's kind of like That's this. like what Jay- Jay-Z said. He's like, fans always want my old, al- they want my la- my old album, and I just tell them, go buy it. Yeah. Like, I'm moving forward. Yeah. If you want that album, just go buy that album. <laughs> go listen to that album, then. <laughs> It's always forward. There's always a progression, man. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. Whether, you know, it's like, you, when you start, it's like, you can't see shit. Like, you don't know how it's going to go. You don't know what's going to happen. You know what's going to change you. So it's like, sometimes artists change for, like, for a reason, but it's just in a way that, like, you're not feeling. And it's, yeah. like, not even, it's not even, like, that they were like, all right, well, I'm trying to make money this way. It's just, like, something happened. That was, that like, that, just... that Kanye album where he's, like, he made a, I made a damn 
dance sing songy album yeah, artist hurt. Like fucking, he was hurt. He was sad, dude. Yeah. Like, and he was like, "Fuck this, man! I want to make this," and he did. So yeah. So I mean, he came back around and like made you know like that old shit again. But it was just something that he was trying to do, and so he did it. Like, yeah, he got lucky that he could still come back around because some people it's like they just forget. Wrote you. him off, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's forget you. The fucking to stay relevant, man. That's like such a, a hard trick. thing, and that's another thing in skateboarding and music. Yeah. It's like longevity. To stay there, you know. What That's mean? a level like, of success is the longevity. Absolutely. Not even how much you sell or whatever. Just if you can Being make there it through forever, it. people know? can see your story. You know, because that's it. That's what it is. You're in in the music. People are listening, skateboarding. They're watching. So it's like they can see your plight. You know what I mean? If you can get enough of it out there, that's yeah, successful it's, in itself. Yeah. It's just like, oh uh, yeah, I put out this album, and then what i didn't put out something for two more years it's like people forget about you just like oh yeah you put out that one video part and it was fucking sick but what's he doing like i haven't seen any ads of him i haven't seen any yeah. new parts like especially so it's now like, with all the fucking there. way to stay connected it's like I, I, yeah. at least with me i feel like they i gotta give up all my footage but i don't want to i want to hang on and make the best part ever yeah but nowadays it's like oh we want to put out a web commercial we want to put out this we want to put out that and they want little like 30 little, second exactly. things here and is it the same with music they want you to put out yeah, it's, shit I feel like you just like have to I feel like it's like you can make the dopest album ever but if you don't put out another one for two years like some of those people that fucking were like oh that was dope but then they're like they moved on they found something else they found someone else that was like more you know like right then to them yeah. and then it's like they, it's like, yeah, you put out a new album, but it's like, oh, yeah, they forgot to check it out. They forgot you existed. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so it, it's definitely hard because you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to be like, I'm putting out so much fucking music. And it's like, because it's like, if you're putting out so much, like the, the little, quality is the, of the music is probably not going to be exactly there, for sure. You know, as opposed to like working hard and putting time in onto like one big project. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like you need to pick your spots and definitely drop stuff like without that much big of a big of a space because like people really forget, you know? They and do, that's why do. you need to like I feel like for most projects you need to drop at least a few videos just so you can space them out so you can like stay there. It's like, oh yeah, yeah I dropped that album, but like, oh here's a new video, here's something visual. It's like and then you can also plug your next project in that, be like kind of, this is of. the video from this, but like Check out this coming soon, like this date. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like, you definitely got to be strategic about it. Yeah, that's what I mean, dude. I'm working on so many projects right now. It's like fucking stupid, <laughs> because like I just, I mean, I just like, I tend to work a lot. You know what I mean? I just like never stop writing. I'm not like, all right, I'm gonna take a break. You know, it's like just doesn't work that way for me. So I'm working on like man projects. I'm about I'm about to put out something in like a month or so. It's already it's, done. Is it a? It's like a mixtape, or it's a. It's like a group. It's a group effort. I'll say it's uh oh. I got like this group. It's me, my boy Angel, who's like his producer name's Pages Music. He's like super, fucking insane. He has a bunch of beats on Enders. Okay. He yeah. did a bunch of stuff on there. He's like super talented. And then Emo, DJ Emo Beta. He. Uh, it's called Fresh Dirt. It's me. Sick. I'm the MC. Fucking Angel is like the producer of Pages Music, and and then we got like the MC producer DJ aspect. So there's cuts on every track. Sick. So like Emo does a lot of stuff and fucking flips and does his thing, and then like all the beats are fucking amazing because Angel's super good. And then you know I'm where a, where will it, where will we be able to check it out? Uh, I'll definitely be dropping it on on the internet, obviously. But uh, so like Famous Fam. 
the their Bandcamp. It's like famelessfan.bandcamp.com. I'm right. definitely gonna like put it through there because they're like sponsoring it along with some other people. Right. And then uh, definitely like I have like a Facebook music page. Okay. So I'll definitely like be updating. And it's just your name. And it's uh, yeah. I think it's just no. I think it's Andrew Mo because they won't let you. They won't let you change it to your. They won't let you change the name once you get to a certain amount of fans. Yeah. No matter yeah. what. Yep. So I, I'm stuck with the Andrew Mo on the thing, but it's, I think it's Facebook.com slash Andrew Mo Music, but you can type it in just Andrew Mo and probably find it. Type. But I'm gonna update some stuff, doing some videos, got some stuff in the works for that. But the project should be out like soon. I'm I got a lot of the mixes already. We're just kind of like trying to work through and get the rest of the mixes done, and then we're just trying to like smooth over a release date because we're gonna have a release show Sick. in Boston. Because like I don't know, we just want to like. Have like you know everyone come out have fun. That's kind of becoming more relevant nowadays. Is the the live shows and music? It seems like that's something because people want to experience it. Yeah, absolutely. They can go online and look up tons of music and have tons of music thrown at them. But to go to a show is kind of like you're there. You experience that moment. Anything could happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's just kind of cool. Like I think that's Brad that that's coming back. I feel yeah. like back in the rock and roll era, that was a huge thing. You want to go to the rock shows and da da da. And now it seems like that's coming back. It's, it's back. make or break too. Like honestly, like if if you really like an artist and you go see him and it was like something you're like, oh well, that was pretty mediocre. It's like kind of makes you not like yeah. the music as much. And then it's like if you go see an artist, you're like, oh, I kind of like this person. But then they put on a dope show, you're like, oh fuck yeah, like, I'm a fan. Exactly. <laughs> they so, it, yeah. but I feel like it's really important, like the live presence. I feel like you should definitely play as many shows as you can and like. You know, that's a good way to network and meet people and, like, you know, like, maintain, like, a relationship with the people that actually listen to your music. It's yeah. like, you know, like, I mean, we're all like that. Like you said, with, like, you meet skateboarders that you're, like, fucking grew up idolizing and stuff. Like, it's like people are actually, like, a fan of you, what you do. So it's like, I just, like, want to, like, you know, I'll, I have no problem chopping it up with people that actually listen to my music and, like, yo, I really like the album. I like this. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, dude, thank you. Like, it's genuinely... Like, I appreciate it. That's the way and it's it, got to be now. And that's how you keep fans, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, just, like, give them an experience and, you know, like, talk to them. Like, I'm not above anybody. So yeah. it's good to, like, have a show, have people come out, be like, oh, yeah, it's, like, nice to meet you. Like, I like this. Blah, blah. It's like, I'll fucking talk to anyone. You know what I'm saying? So, that's that's why you got to do it nowadays because people don't want to give up their dollars, you know? And, yeah. And, the you way they fucking... when they want to buy something they want to buy it because they connect to it yeah. or because they believe in you and they want to see you succeed and that's the way you got to do it you got to show them that you're a genuine real person that you care about them as much as they care about you you know what I mean Absolutely. just shaking their hand shows that you're a human and that you care as much as they do and saying saying coming down and talking a little bit makes such a world of a difference Absolutely. in anything you do whether you're starting a brand skateboarding music whatever like that's the way you have to my, do it nowadays my like mentality just towards everything is just i just try to be the best person that i can be regardless yeah like exactly. in all aspects and treat everyone with respect and you know until i have a reason to like not and then even if even at then i just like i just that person just doesn't exist to me yeah, just but separate i'm not yourself. i'm not gonna like Go fucking be like, yo, fuck this dude. It's just like you. Exactly. I'm not gonna get on the internet. (laughs) Get on the internet, write YouTube comments. You know what I mean? Like, I just try to, you know, put myself out there, be me, and be the nicest person I can be. And you know, like, yo, that works, man. You know, if like you're genuinely a nice person, and people can see that, like, 
you, they don't have a problem helping you out. They or like you know they they generally want to help you. You know, yeah, so absolutely. it's like if I mean, what's why do I want to go around being a dickhead all the time? Like, what's how's that beneficial to anything? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's kind of like. I'm just, a, like I said, like, I'm just a dude that's doing this. It's like, you do something else, and you're probably good at that. You know what I mean? I can't do that, so this yeah. just happens to be something that people, like, actually are like, oh, you know, like, put a spotlight on music. And it's like, yeah, it's cool, but it's There's a lot of other shit. Yeah, exactly. Just, cool, you're, yeah. you're probably doing something more important than I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I just happen to be doing this, and people, like, idolize that kind of stuff as opposed to, like, you do this behind-the-scenes thing that's fucking legit. And it's like, the soapbox thing. You yeah. put yourself on a, if you go out and you speak in front of a bunch of people on a soapbox, they gravitate towards you. And that's that's why it's the limelight, you know? But it's I agree. I agree completely that there's scientists, there's all types of interest in people doing rad things, and it's it's cool. It's cool that you see it that way. Because, it, I mean, like, really, I'm just like a dude at the end of the day doing something I love doing. And, and if people support me and, like, they want to talk to me about, you know why they like this or that like i want to talk to them because it's like thank you like you know what i mean like what am i doing if if you're not listening to my music you know what i'm saying it's like i'm still gonna do it but at the same time it's like i'm playing shows and stuff because people actually want to come listen you know people want to come see people come out like and that's like another thing i've been really lucky to have is that i have like a group of people that that usually always come to like every single show that I have. That's it, like a yeah. strong following. Yeah, I definitely sure. like have like some sometimes more than others. You know, we got weekdays. Like I had a show last night, and it's like a Sunday starts at ten fucking p.m. Everyone has work. Yeah, and people yeah. got work, but people still came out. You know what I mean? Like there's probably still like thirty people that still stayed because we played last. We like headlined it, so yeah. you know it's it was getting late. You know what I mean? So they but stuck it still, out. That's yeah, yeah, it's dope, and that's why. You know, it makes it worth it. It's like fucking people actually give a shit. Yeah. And stay and like hang out and just like talk and get a beer with me or fucking just like shoot the shit. Even if it was one person, it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. One person's like, I just want to hear that. Yeah. And you work so hard on it. Like, that's awesome. Exactly. That's I've had shows that had like not many people there or like no one there for me but i'm trying to like put on the best show i can still and Regardless, like maybe yeah. i'll pick up a fan and i'll talk to someone or like you know like make their day you know whatever that's that's fucking sick that's some I, about cool me, that that's some about it. music that i'm so jealous about man because like with skating it's cool you can put like you can pick a song that kind of portrays you yeah you can the way you skate portrays your style whether it's aggressive or super like you know you're real light-footed or something you know like but with music it's so direct you can literally write down what the fuck you're thinking you know what i mean and you can really get it out there it's such a awesome way to express yourself i'm so jealous i wish i was like that was something i was like i want to do that i don't have to drive to just be like (laughs) i don't know i know what you mean man it's like it's it's a beautiful thing man it's like a gift and a curse i guess though too because it's like some of the realest shit that you're ever gonna like put down is like some of the most painful shit ever, and it's like every time you bring it up, it's like you're going through it again. So yeah. it's like fucking hard, but it's like you gotta do it. Uh, I mean, I feel like I like I want to do that because I want to help people else to get through something. If I can help people through something, like that's like the most powerful thing in the world. You know what I mean? It's like you can you can make someone feel better or, like, feel not as alone like, I, because of stuff like honestly, that. Honestly, it does, man. I'm living proof because when I lost my father when I was 12, 
he was shot. He was in a gang, and he got shot. And uh, Devil's Disciples. Yeah, it was a hard thing at twelve for sure, man. He was my my. He was my father. You know yeah, what I mean? dude. Fucking. There's there's nothing really else to go around it. That's <laughs> yeah. too bad. Yeah, I was heartbroken, and then I had to move back in with my mom, who at the time was like she was dealing with smoking crack and being like pretty much my whole life has been on and off drugs. So I went from that to that, and literally the only thing that got me through it was first it was hip hop. Because I had so much emotion inside of me and feelings. Like, I was suicidal. Like, I, I didn't know. Like, I was in a world of hell. Like, no yeah. lie. Like, I lost the man of my life, my father. Like, the only dude that ever kept anything calm around me. Like, he protected me and my, fam- my sister and my brother and made us feel safe. And then I went from that to fucking living in the projects and I you know, other places that aren't very nice. And with my mom and just, like, worrying constantly, being afraid, like scared like yeah. drug dealers breaking our windows and shit and the only thing that reached out to me was hip-hop like i, I just latched onto it because people were like especially and that's another reason i like tupac so much because he touched on social issues like that like you know talking about dear mama and just like yeah. people growing up and having to overcome and the whole rose through concrete and still i rise and that whole message about life's a struggle but it's a beautiful struggle and so I latched onto it because I was like, dude, this dude's saying that he's yeah. been through the same shit. This is me. But he's still smiling and he's still trying and he still thinks there's a brighter day. Gives you a reason to fucking actually be like, all right, well, it's not just me and other people who can get through it. Yeah, so like you I said, can too. It's something that like. Feel alone. It's your fucking like. It's like your friend almost like helping you through. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's you're just like, healing, hearing the thoughts that you're having and having someone else have the same thoughts, but then a positive message exactly. with it is like mind blowing. Because I was a little kid, I was 12. I had all the adults around me were on drugs or yeah, fucking You were misguided. like your own, you know, you were your own on adult. My own, you had yeah. to be, you had to like take care of yourself. So it's, it's, you needed something else because you need something bigger than yourself to like get through that shit. Yeah. It's, and that's, totally, that's what hip hop did for me. That's what it was. It was like. This that's why music's the best thing in the world. Man. Gave me so many jewels and so much information. And I just kind of like took it and processed it. And it made me like, it made me who I am. And then skateboarding as well. Skateboarding was like. My physical outlet. Yeah, I go out and just like you skate don't think my about anything. And not, yeah, it's like you my just, drug. Exactly, dude. <laughs> you go out. You don't think about shit. You just skate, and you just everything else is non-existent at the time. Yeah. You just go do that shit, fucking, and you're like, you, you like, you know, you work out your aggression and shit, and you yeah. just have a good time with your homies and sh- and like just you know like forget about other stuff for a while because like you need the outlet. You know what I'm saying? It's like. When you're writing music, you're getting into that. You're, like, delving into, like, what is making you, like... Feel exactly. Yeah. So it's, like, you need to escape, too. It's, like, it is escape at the same time writing the music because it's, like, as I'm writing it down, I, like, am feeling better because, like, I'm getting it out. Yeah. But it's still, like, not easy. Yeah. So it's, like, you have you to really the capture thing. the moment for sure. And Absolutely. So you can write it down authentically. Exactly. But it does, like, and I'm living proof that... When you, even if it's a, even if you grew up like from a good family and you didn't experience hardships, you, your plight and your story is still important to people. Like whoever it is, you know. Like there's a lot of rappers out there that I like, and they talk about having great families, and I, I think they're more amazing than someone from the hood because they appreciate the situation they are put into. Absolutely. And that so no matter what walk of life anyone's from, if they're an artist and they express themselves and share it in a positive light or in some way to make a difference on the world and people around them, it's. It, it's good that you share your soul for sure, man. Yeah, that's dude, right. that's like all I try to do is just like I'm me and this is this is me. So it's like I'm gonna put it out there and, and hope that you know it helps helps in any ways. Like 
that's why I try to touch on like a lot of different stuff. Like, I got like, a story on there about like I grew up with like a lot of kids that like got into drugs like super which, young. And I'm stuff. sorry, which track was that? Because that was the one I wanted to ask you about. It seems like I'm you. Sorry. Yeah, was this was it a friend you lost? Or? Yeah, it was. It was. It's kind of like a sum up of like a lot of people into one person. You know what I mean? I okay. did lose friends from drugs. I lost like a lot, a bunch of kids I grew up with like drug overdoses. Yeah, but I kind of like it, it's kind of like into the role of like one, you know, person in you the took song. These stories and yeah. made it into one person. But I mean, it. But it really is was kind of like I pushed. I mean, I didn't push a anyone into anything but it's like so I, I grew up with this one this one kid and then like kind of got kind of like got into the wrong crowd because like people I hung out with like I kind of introduced them into it and then like he kind of took over yeah, <laughs> yeah took into like that and I was like I'm not fucking doing this you know what I mean like dude like I smoked weed in like sixth grade and fucking like was drinking in sixth grade doing fucked up shit but then people start like doing pills and stuff. It's like, dude, you're fucking thirteen. Like, yeah, it's getting. I, out of I shouldn't do this. Kind of, I like was like, I I at least like thought I knew enough myself to not fuck with that. And then like kind of like, so I like distanced myself from that. But then like other kids, I like, couldn't. You know what it's I mean? Too so late, yeah. and then so I, I've like over the years, I've still like within like like a year or two i've like lost people from drugs that i like knew for since i was like super young and it's just like fucking sucks sucks. but that's like the what that song's about just like loss and fucking you know like i'm sorry that i couldn't fucking get it right but i i was like just a kid like i didn't understand like how to help i just like didn't want to be a part of it yeah but it's like how do you fucking say you know i mean it's like how do i know that's gonna happen yeah it's hard to have the wisdom yeah it's <laughs> like it's tough and it you was gotta just, go through it too <laughs> exactly and it sucks it sucks fucking losing people that that are awesome just because like mistakes and it's the fucking sucks but yeah. there's like that song that's probably one of the leave me alone is also another yeah that's a good just one. like depressing part of like myself <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like bad days like i have like a lot of bad anxiety a lot and like everyone gets depressed i guess but you know i get I get down there sometimes, and it's just pretty much writing how I feel then. Like, that was, like, me writing in, like, dark, some dark, you know, times. So, it's just, like, I got to put this out there because I'm sure other people feel this way. And, like, hopefully maybe that'll that'll help, yeah, you know, yeah. them. And then then there's the uh, Close to You, I Was Adopted. Oh, weird. Like, so, like, I, it's like, that's a weird thing to me it's kind of like always like bothered me a little bit like i mean i grew up and i was like super lucky like my parents are great and like they're the fucking best but it was like something you always wonder about you know yeah yeah for sure that's like um it's definitely a hard thing even if you get a good family for sure you're still like it's not a normal thing yeah you know? it's, it's just like not a normal it's thing a, just something you think about you're like yeah. dude i could have just not been born like i could have been fucking dead you know yeah. what i'm saying i could have never existed it's like why? It's like why? Why was I adopted? Like why didn't they give a fuck? You know what's this? Like, what would my life be like if I wasn't adopted and I grew up in this whole different thing? I wouldn't know my fucking friends that I know now. I wouldn't have an awesome family that I do. Yeah, it's just weird. It's something that always like kind of like sits on your mind. It's a good subject to put out there. I feel like kids that are go through that process of being adopted or they're in group homes, which I've been through that as well. Like as far as being stuck with other families and stuff like that. 
it, it's definitely something that I would love to hear in music. You know, yeah. it's good. You know, to relate to someone. Yeah, because I, I feel like it was it isn't something that's really touched on that much. So I figure like I should put my story out there at least. You know, a little bit and like how you know how I view it. Yeah. No, so. and that's good. That's like responsible. As weird as it sounds, that's like what a parent should do. Like, not that you're a parent, you have a kid, but if you had a, you're kind of like the say kids are listening to your music right now. Say yeah. little me listen to you, and I'm like going through the adoption process. Yeah. And I'm a little kid, and I don't know who I am, and I'm like, how am I going to grow up? And you know, and then I'm hearing someone like you that's kind of found themselves and already been through the process and survived that. And then you're talking about in music, you're directly connecting to that kid and giving yeah. them a path, exactly. or at least information that it's going to be all right. And I mean, that's rad. That's fucking what parents should do. Yeah, that's what, kid, that's what you should do when you get older. You should share your stories so kids can understand. Exactly, man. That's how you learn. Yeah. Like, some of the fucking biggest lessons in life are just you learning, like, just from fucking someone just, like, a song or someone just telling you a story. That's what the fucking Bible is. Exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. just a story. Yeah. But there's that, and then there's, like, the Dear Journal one, which is, like, kind of just touches on, like, the relationship subject that, I mean, I feel like everyone like gets there but it's just kind of like it's really like kind of fucking down the whole time like the most of it is like not a positive message you know yeah. it's kind of like but then it's like i'm just having a bad day and then it's like fucking kicks back into like i know you feel i know we all feel that way sometimes but it's like we'll see the sun one day we'll be in love one day and everyone will find the one one day someday it's like we all been through like bad relationships and you feel like you're never gonna fucking like Get over get, it. Get over it, and you're never going to, like, be fucking good again, and you know what I mean? And it's, like... Heartbreak. Yeah, is that, absolutely. It's, it's, it's tough. Heartbreak. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, like, and you, like, meet someone new, and it's, like, you're kind of, like, you're, like, a little hesitant, you know what I mean? Because of, like, all the... Exactly. Yeah. So that one's, like, kind of about that, and I just kind of, I don't know. I just kind of touch on a bunch of stuff, and then Satellite is, a uh, is, like, another one that, like, I kind of, like, just wrote about, like, an experience... That happened to me, like to the at the end of the album, when, at the end of the recording process. That was like the last song yeah. that I wrote, and it's like the last song on the album, or the second to last one. Uh, is this in order? That's what I was in order. Because I was, I like when the shit's in order. Yeah, uh, actually, go up a little bit. Yeah, that's in order. Okay, good. Because sometimes when you download it, it just gets jumped. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, it goes in the album. That's the fucking worst. That's, dude, it's like, this was put in order for a reason. I need to know the name of the track. I need to know it's in fucking order. And I need to, like, just listen to it all the way through. Yeah. Undisturbed. Yeah, dude. It's, a, it's like, a long... People are like, damn, like, how many how many songs? are like, 20. Like, it didn't seem long, dude. That's a compliment. Because, like, some shit I'd put in, I'm like, fuck, struggling. Because, like over? I said, I got to listen to the whole thing. So yeah. I'm struggling through it. Honestly, when I got to the end, I was like, huh. Like, it's like so, over an hour of music straight, you know? It's crazy. I, mean? I didn't even realize it was long. That's awesome. Dude, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. But yeah, dude, fucking... I put myself out there on there and just tried to be myself. And then, you know, I'm going to continue to do that in the future. So I feel like every project of mine is just a fucking roller coaster. There's like good days, bad days, fun shit, not so fun shit. It's just life. It's life written down in like a sequence of events. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like absolutely. not every fucking day is awesome. Not every day sucks. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's going to be songs where I'm just in a good mood. So I'm just talking shit or having fun. You know what I mean? But then there's those ones that's like, this fucking sucks. I feel like shit. Here's the song. And then there's others ones like the transition period where I'm like, I felt like shit, but now I'm getting better because I fucking see this and like, I understand. So yeah. that's like the, it's like, all right, well, it's like, this is my message to like, not be to, you know, it's like, it's going to be better. Yeah. Like remind thing. yourself a little. Exactly. 
Do you, you think know, you constant think, reminders are good? Yeah, no tattoos. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you feel like? Uh, um, do you feel like uh, the music like is something that could take you into like doing other things? Maybe not like produce. Maybe. Uh, like, do you ever think you could do a soundtrack to, like, a movie? Or, That'd be like, fucking tight. Do, like, producing beats and, like, what else, where else does music go? Where, where could you see it taking you? Um, do you think we could, uh, pause it? I got yeah, to piss myself. Oh, I got it, too. I'm, I'm a good, I'm good. All right, so, what I was wondering was, like, where do you see the music thing going? Like, at the best. Career-wise? Yeah, like, at your best. Where could um, you see it? What's your vision, man? Man, like, I don't know. Like, it's... At this point, it's like, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just doing it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like growing up skating. Like, you're just skating. You're, like, putting in work. You're filming. You're, like, trying to get shit done. That's, like, kind of the music right now. Like, I'm just, like, I still feel like I started rapping when I was probably, like, 19. So I've been doing it for, like, six years now, like, 25. Um, and, you know, I feel like I'm still young in this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm definitely, like, there's a lot of kids that are, like, fucking killing it already, and they're, like, not even 21, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, like, skating. Like, there's so many Same young shit, kids, yeah. like, doing tricks that I that weren't even around, you know? I was just like, what the fuck is that? I don't even know what that was. <laughs> so, I feel like I'm just trying to get myself out there right now, you know what I mean? That's why I'm, like, free music, please listen. Like, I'm trying to play the shows that are, like, the cheapest cover or free, you know? I'll, th- I'll throw a free show myself. So, I'm kind of just, like... Plugging away, trying to make music, stay in the scene, like, play as many shows as I can. Like, if eventually I could, you know, if I got, like, some kind of deal or whatever, like, I don't don't know. It's, I feel like it's, like, unnecessary anymore. I feel like you can make music putting out yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, people have proved that now. You know, like we said, like, the internet is such a big tool in, like, you know, putting your shit out now that... You don't need the like the labels like you did years ago when you couldn't just go on and download something, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm just gonna keep making music, and if you know, if I can make some extra income and like to pay some bills with fucking the music that I make, that'd be fucking dope. But you know, if not, like I'm still just gonna keep making it. It's not. It's, it's not just, gonna stop. It's, it's your just passion. passion yeah. Yeah. That's tight. Man. But I mean, I definitely you know, like we said, like you, like your story. You know, what I mean, you you grew up and you like fucking skating and you like want to do it and you finally you know accomplish it and that's obviously always the goal is to like do what you love yeah. for your job because then you never work a day you know yeah. you're just doing what you love but you know at the same time it's like if you didn't if you didn't go pro i'd i'd fucking i know you'd still be skating right now so there was no choice yeah. the thing the thing is like yeah even now like i i have i've turned pro i've got the pro shoe i got the board like things that i dreamed out about when I was little, and when it actually happened, it was as good as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, like, imagine having your name on a board, like, picking the graphics, designing the shoe, like, all that shit. It all came true. It's awesome. But my mind still is, since I'm a lifer, is now like, okay, where do I go with this? Yeah, How does this grow? How does this change? Like, yeah. And that's why I'm like, I need to find cool, interesting things that keep me involved and keep me psyched on what I'm doing and not Keep just the actual skateboarding it. itself. You yeah, know? new friends involved in it. Exactly. You always want to be doing something new, like yeah. and just like learning. You know what I'm saying? Like experience and stuff. Like just growing as a human, as opposed to just fucking. Yeah. It's not like you're like, all right, I'm just gonna go skate and then that's it. You know? Well, that's the thing is like I'm learning that I don't like when you're young. You think all you are is a skateboarder. Mm-hmm. All you do is skateboard, and that's how I felt, and that helped me get to where I'm at. 
but it also hindered me in certain areas. Because the truth is, I'm going to skateboard as hard as I fucking can regardless of what I do. Because like, I'm always going to skateboard. That's my way. That's what I love to do. I have no choice. It's my fucking addiction, my gift, my curse, everything. Like, But I can do other things with it. Yeah. That is amazing. Like, like I can do a podcast and I can give people like you have a chance to tell your story about your music yeah. and about your skating and about how you, your plight. And then, you know, like the podcast is another avenue that I can use my notoriety from skating to kind of like talk to interesting people, yeah. rad people. And it's not taken away from my skating at all. If anything, it's adding to it because I'm learning about people in the industry. I'm learning about interesting people and having cool conversations and making connections. And it's rad. Like, I think kids don't realize that you can do a lot of different things. And you can do them all good as long as it's shit you like. Exactly. And that's the thing that I'm on now is like I'm like, I like a lot of shit. Why don't I just do it? Yeah. I can still skateboard. That's like an- another thing I realized in skateboarding. A lot of kids are like, oh, I can't I can't fucking – can't go to school. I'm trying to get sponsored. Yeah. And it's yeah. like bullshit. It's like, like dude, I can't do this. I don't, got, I don't got time to do like this <laughs> and this. It's like if anything, like skateboarding is something you can do. Also, you know, like, yeah, it's not like something you got to give up every single other thing you love doing just to do it. I mean, obviously, there's lots of time and and shit put into it, but it's like it's it's like your own rules. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to fucking be at the rink at like this time to practice and then play a game and like do this. Like you just fucking skate. You know, you go have fun. It's like don't not do don't like not do other stuff you want to do because you like just want to skate because it's like. You gotta go learn things, you know. You gotta like meet people, make relationships, hear stories that are gonna hear stories that have nothing to do about something, but completely relates to like you in like a way that you're like, all right, well, like that kind of like totally plays into like how I gotta deal with this, like you know, like this situation, like directly whether it's not involved directly like relates to this situation. Yeah, I mean, you just. It's just you just gotta live. Like that's what I mean. Like yeah, I, that's a perfect way to say it. I feel like I just have been trying to. That's like I feel like that's why I, I didn't. I didn't like. I always wanted to like fucking be sponsored and like who didn't want to be pro? You know what I'm saying? But like I always did everything I wanted to do. Like yeah. which is. Which is, like, an awesome thing I can say, you know? Like, I yeah. like I grew up, like, I played hockey for, like, my whole life. I just love hockey. Like, that shit was just fun, you know yeah. what I mean? But, like, I knew people that played hockey and, like, were, like, fucking gave up everything just to do that. Like, went away to boarding school, like, fucking every day did this, that. Did, couldn't do anything else they wanted to do. And then it's like, then where are you at the end? It's like, yeah, you love that. It's like you gave up your whole fucking years just to do just to try to make something of this it's like i was like really good at hockey back in the day and shit and like i fucking maybe could have won places like i got into like d1 d3 ncaa colleges for hockey but i just didn't do it and i never went to like boarding school and shit because it's like i love skating so much i was like i want to skate too so i want to play hockey because i love it but i want to fucking skate because i love that too and it's like i want to make music too so i'm still gonna make time to like play in a band it's like there's I'm, enough time in the day to do it. I don't. I don't want to give up the other things I love just to pursue one thing that I love. Because if you love them all, you should try to make time for everything. Yeah. It's like you meet different people in every aspect of like things you do. So it's like you're just building to you, yourself. And honestly, like the, the certain things, if certain things you do will just help you with what your real passion is. Because like an example is this podcast. I have great conversations with awesome people, and it just gets me psyched. And when I get psyched, all I want to do is go skate. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, it just helps me want to go skate more. So it's like, I feel like skateboarders, 
they just fucking tend to like live that lifestyle of a, of a skateboarder where it's just skating and like hanging out or partying or whatever. And it's like I feel like there's so much skateboarders have so many gen, awesome tools that are given to them from just being a skater and thinking differently and seeing the world differently that you could do so much shit and you could still strive to be a pro skateboarder but you could also do other shit while you're doing it you know what i mean like hold on real quick oh never mind um but but i just feel like people need to open up and do a lot a lot of shit and just experience a lot of different things because it's it's not a people don't do that enough because really skateboarding does give you a lot of opportunities that other people don't like Dude, you, you can travel so many places just skating because, like, in the skate community, it's so tight that if, like, your homie your homie from here has, like, a friend out here, it's like, oh, I can go visit this place and stay with this person because it's, like, my homie's homie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like I can go see so much other stuff and experience other things just because of my one passion, but it can help you find others. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's just, like... I, I get you. You want to fucking go hard and put all in the work on like what you're passionate about, but it's like you got to stop along the way and find some other shit, you know? Because it's like it's not the one and only thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like everyone is at least passionate about more than one thing, you know what I mean? Whether no matter what it is, you know what I'm saying? It could be like skating, but you're like fucking love cooking or some shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like you just got to do all the stuff you want to do because you only go around once. It's not like. Yeah. All right, dude, when I'm fucking 20 again, I'm going to do this. It's like, you can't do that. Just fucking do what you want to do and you want to do it. Like, don't don't stop yourself from doing one thing because another thing that you love it takes too much priority. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you got to work hard no matter what you want to do, but... And there's honestly enough time in the day that you can excel at something. And you need escapes from even the thing that you love, so... That's why you learn about other things. And the, as I get older, I start to realize that some of my favorite skateboarders are the ones that are characters and personalities. Absolutely. And they're that way because they didn't just lock themselves in a skate park. They didn't just sit there and treat it like a sport and train. Yeah. They fucking experienced life and skateboarding took them all over the globe and they experienced all this cool shit because of skateboarding. But they also experienced other shit. You know what I mean? They didn't just go – like I used to go to other countries and I wouldn't even go – experience the country because i'd just be like i just want to skate the spots so i had enough time like yeah. when i went to china i could have went out and did like a lot of different shit i could have checked out the whole everywhere i could have went to like temples and like took photos and did all this crazy shit that i wish i did but i was too busy like in the hotel eating and then waiting to go skate the next day yeah and it's like i wish i just didn't do that because and now as i travel like i just went to oh, i was supposed to go to south america but i missed the trip because um I got came down with vertigo, which sucked. But uh, I started learning Spanish, and I was like, got this app, and it was like awesome. And I was like learning Spanish, and I started. I went to California, and I was using it yeah. a little bit here and there to order food. And I was like, this is cool. Why didn't I do this every place I went? Why didn't I just try to learn a couple words and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like now I'm li- realizing that it's like I was just a skate rat, and being a skate rat's rad. But I think that it can hurt you too if you don't realize there's a lot of awesome shit. Yeah. Skateboarding's taking you to these awesome places, places. So open up and, and experience embra- all embrace of them. Yeah, embrace it all. Definitely. Like I know what you're talking about, and it's funny because it's like I feel like we all been at that part where we're just so involved in what we're doing at the time that we're like didn't think about doing the other shit. It's just a young thing. But yeah. Young, yeah, and then you just gotta like be like, all right, well, fuck this. Like now I know that I need to like take full advantage of of what i should do because like want to see more and know more yeah 
But it's, I mean... It's it like, helps. It helps you become more a well-rounded person, I feel. And I think a lot more skateboarders would be way more fucking interesting if they just, like, expanded the horizon. You yeah, know what definitely. I mean? Skateboard all the fucking time, but whenever skateboarding takes you somewhere awesome, experience it. Like, definitely. don't just sit in the hotel. Don't just sit somewhere and not, you know, just wait to get in the band to go skate. Yeah, go fucking meet people, walk around. Go meet see. people, see stuff, make experiences. Fucking, like, like you said, you're not... You can't... You don't go around twice. You know, you go around once. That's a good way to say that, man, because I feel that, too. Like, life is so fucking short, and, like, when I lost my father at 12, that instantly gave me fear because I realized how precious precious life is. Really? Once you experience death at a young age, you just realize, whoa, this fucking shit's so fragile. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like I've been like that my whole life. It opened up my eyes, and I was like, damn, I, I got to make the most of that. Yeah, you got to make it count. Like, yeah. Because, really, you have no fucking clue. Like... We can't tell. We don't know shit. So just you just go through and if you you just try to make the best of like every fucking experience and just you know meet people and do stuff because it's like literally like one moment you're here, the next you're gone, and fucking it's like, exactly. And it's like a lot of times you forget about it because like it's not directly happening to you or something. You know what I mean? Like not directly. It's like obviously people die every day and you fucking watch the news and you see this online, whatever. But it's like, dude, when you like lose people close to you, I feel like you, you start like realizing it again, but it's like something that we shouldn't forget though, ever. It's like, yeah, you should it's remind like, yourself every day. <laughs> because it really is like so relevant. It's like, dude, when you're thinking about it, it's like, oh, I don't want to do this just because like, it's like, and then you just got to be like, Dude, I, I don't want to do this maybe because I'm tired. I'm like this. But it's like, but. Like, what if tomorrow doesn't come? Yeah, exactly. Let's fucking do just it. Just do it. You know? Each breath is a gift. Like, enjoy it. It really is. Like, truly. All right. To change the subject a little bit, um, I had a few people ask me, and I'm sure you know what's coming, but uh, Chris Cole story. Ah, uh, Chris Cole story. Oh, man. <laughs> Something about how he... You shouldn't uh, party with you. Or? Yeah, the, uh, the direct quote apparently is "Don't party with militia" from Chris Cole, said to Tin. Oh, Tin. Tin, yeah. Trent. Yeah. Oh no shit. Yeah, Instagram. <laughs> His video is sick. Yeah, Sweet Peach, Peach. Get yeah. that shit. Just Orchard. came out. Just came out. Get it. Look it up online. Find where you can get it. It's a dope video. Got some awesome dudes in there. Fucking Matt Lane risking it all. Literally, dudes. Fucking Gone, nuts. Gone and he's the buck. best dude out. Dave. Got too. A lot of homies in there. Yeah, dude. Dave's my man. Baby Dave. Instagram handle, right? Yep. DBG, son. Oh, and Dylan Buss crushed Dylan it. Dylan Buss got the style for days, Woo! dude. Best, The best part in the video, in my opinion, just because I love Dylan skating. It's complete. It's like best, such a good style. Best like style. Good trick selection. Like, can do any trick. Yeah, and he could do anything. His part was the most well-rounded. Like He's like a seasoned vet when it comes to making a video part. Dylan can't give you enough praise, buddy. Dude, everyone killed it though. Like Frankie opened up, oh, yeah, Frankie hard, fucking crushed. Like, dude, Evan and Zach are both my like dudes. Like, I fucking love They're those cool kids. Shit, yeah. Awesome, dude. Zach can like kickflip over anything. Fuck yeah! Was that the last one? The kickflip yeah. foot plant over that thing? Or Ridiculous. And then like obviously Ian's my my dude from back like tri-state area because he's from like Delaware slash Jersey. Oh, he like, shared a part with Dave. Yep. And those, dude, like, he's such a talented skateboarder. Same with Dave, obviously. Dave fucking crushes and just makes it look easy. Everything he does is, like, solid. Everyone's part. Like, Tomasello does chicks that you literally Damn. don't understand. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, I don't even know what happened, but it was awesome. That was his best, best part today, I felt, for yeah. sure. He, he killed it. And then, like, you know, like you said, like, Matt fucking just throwing down. And then, 
And then, like, who else? Dylan has, like, the ill style dude just... It was well-rounded video. Yeah, it, it was, really was everything, like, for sure. Which is cool, because, like, Evan does the does the nutty-ass manual tricks. You got fucking Matt thrown down, like, on huge-ass... the Things that people can't skateboard on. Yeah, yeah. And then you got, like, the tech-style shit going. You get, it literally has everything, and it's, like, short and sweet. It's yeah. not, like, overproduced. It's not overdone. It's just, like, a dope homie video with dudes that are actually talented and it's well put together and well filmed. Yeah, Tin did a great job on the titles too. It was such a cool little concept. Yeah, with Abe just done. fucking skating around, which <laughs> yeah. is cool because it was Abe. That was his whole thing. Because Abe's like, I think Abe has trick probably in the friend section, but like Abe's not in the video. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just like Abe skating around uh, everyone else's name titles. He's not even in it. So it's like <laughs> just dope. And dude, he spent a lot of time making those fucking titles. Yeah. They all came out really cool. It did. He did sure. a dope job on the video. It's just awesome. But look that up, people. Suede Peach. Get that. Get it. All Holy right, we're shit. Gonna, we're um, going to get into the Chris Cole story, though. <laughs> um. So <laughs> so uh, the, the whole thing started with uh, that he said at the 10 when the omit dudes came to uh, – to Orchard, yeah. they did like autograph signing, you know, skate the ramp, chill, whatever. Like I said, I've known Chris for a pretty long time since like I skated for that shop. I think I started skating for him when I was like 16 or 17 maybe. So that, you know, we got like eight years. What was the name? It wasn't G-Spot. G it was Spectrum. Spectrum, yeah. Right. So I was around like his homies a lot. Uh, the Hot Wax crew, I don't know if you saw the Hot Wax videos. Like, yep. They put out those Hot Wax 1 and 2. I worked with, like, a lot of those dudes and skated with them, like, because once I started skating for Spectrum, I, like, just skated with those dudes all the time. They're, like, super good dudes. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's so, he said that, uh, he said, don't party with, don't party with Militia when the omit thing came there, but it never really got past, like, why, you know what I'm saying? Oh, really? All right. He just threw it out there? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I think it, it, it has to be, like, I mean, I've been around him for, like, you know, a long you know, a long stint, like, we, we were never, like, close or anything, as in, like, you know, like, he always says what's up, though, you know, like, we know Tony's each other, like yeah, it, exactly, kind of like that, but, uh, he's always around for, like, because I hung out with his friends a lot, like, Hot Wax, like, those are, like, his best friend, whereas, like, we're his best friends still, you know, like, still fucking homies to this day, yeah, and, uh, I hung out with those dudes a lot, so I was really young, like, I was a lot younger than most of them, so, like, like, I remember just, like, Hot wax Christmas party and stuff, just like being an idiot, probably just being wasted and fucking like I don't know, getting sleeping on a trampoline, getting locked out of the house at like fucking <laughs> at like four o'clock in the morning at like his birthday party, playing Edward Forty Hands with everybody, just being like drunk as shit. And then uh, the 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 one thing that probably is though is he wasn't there for this, but obviously has all the inside sources. Yeah, it was the whole crew. It was uh, Gunner. Is uh, he works for Omit? He's like does graphic design over there. He like makes shit happen. He's the man. He uh, him and my homie B Dubs moved to like California, and uh, they had a going away party at Gunner's parents' house, which is like out in the in Penn, like the middle of Pennsylvania, where it's like huge farmland. Like, Amish country, kind of. It's it's not really Amish country around there, but it's like super open. So there's like fucking big house like huge backyard bonfire going and everything yeah and uh so me tim rio and dub showed up there with a case of beer each a handle of jim beam and a beer bomb 
Damn. So we, we rolled in hard. Party. Yeah, we came in hard. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everyone was there hanging out and chilling. It's like, it was, the funny part was like, I didn't even live in Pennsylvania this time, so I don't even know if I was even invited. I might not even have been invited. You tend to just show up at I just show places up. and shut it down. Uh, pretty much. I guess, I guess I just do that. So, so we show up and like, we're just fucking like, all right, let's get this shit going. So like we start beer bong and pounders and just drinking mad like the whiskey wasn't even that was like a present for them <laughs> for like the thing but obviously everyone just was getting into it so i got cracked and just going at it and the bonfire was huge and everyone was just having fun and then like it started like i threw my shirt in the bonfire and just fucking obviously <laughs> blazed it and then and then it turned into i threw my pants in the bonfire and then my shoes and then somehow got egged on, and I just was completely naked. All my clothes were burning in the fire. The only thing I had on was an Orchard Street Bees hat because I was like, nah, this hat rules. I keep it. <laughs> but I was like, it was the night before, like, Easter, and I was like, dude, Jesus is coming back. He needs some fresh gear. Just, like, throwing my shit in the fire, egged on by everybody there. Just, like, there's actually a picture of me sitting on a bench. It's not full for anything, but I'm just, like, sitting on a bench smoking a cigarette naked just with a hat on and that's it and it's on instagram somewhere but uh that's definitely one of the things safe like, to say you're comfortable with your body yeah i mean <laughs> we were just going in and having a good time and i was just just rolling with the punches like slept in like patch back of my fucking car did you shit. have clothes in your car or something i ended up wearing a fucking t-shirt as pants like i put my uh, legs through the <laughs> fucking holes it's funny because it's I, like I've diaper status almost <laughs> but uh yeah i think that's probably it might, you know, with Chris, I think it might be a, uh, like a culmination of a lot of things. The rumors, Over the, the years, experiences. Yeah, rumors, experiences, him just knowing me in general. Because, like, so I think that's maybe, like, uh, you know, I think there's a lot to contribute to that quote. But I think that's probably mostly the last one. Yeah, Of sure. that story of just, like, <laughs> fucking burning all my clothes. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Who knows if it's a joke or, or serious, but Chris is a funny dude, so... I don't know. It's just kind of funny that he said that to Tin. Yeah, Tin's like, dude, right. don't party with militia. And everyone just <laughs> always says it and shit. It's just made funny. I always said that I was going to gonna design a don't party with militia omit shirt and send it to Gunner and be like, dude, I got some new shit for you guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, be tight. And uh, it's always funny, man. Like, because back then, like, Chris, Chris was never, like, super heavy drinker. You know what I mean? Like, he was always kind of, like, a more mellow dude, like, super focused on what he was doing. Like, obviously, that dude's one of the best skate- skateboarders of all time. Like, always will be. Like, yeah. dude's does, there's some shit that he does that no one else can do. It's just, yeah, like, it it's a it science. He can, he can do it. Other people can't. Yeah. So, like, I was playing Edward Forty Hands and fucking drinking bottles of liquor and just being an idiot. And, like, I was really young. I was probably, like, 19 or 20, like, hanging out with, like, his group of friends and stuff. Yeah. And, like, just, like, being psyched to, like, be there, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's I just a cool got, scene. Like, they exactly. had a lot going on for I sure. got the hype. I got, like, too stoked sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, it sounds like the right level of stoke, man. I don't know. I, I was, was, was called stoked. <laughs> and uh, so, like, so, I mean, you know, like, obviously he's more, like, sitting back, like, watching this shit happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he's probably, he, He's shit. chilling. And, wow. and it's, like, it's dope, though, that, like, I'm, like, super glad that he was never like that because, like, that dude is so good. You don't want to see, like, that talent be wasted yeah. to, like, something like being not being able to control, like, a vice of yours. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you've seen it. Like, you've seen careers fucking go from shit like that. A lot so, of dudes fall to that shit. And, and he never did. And he's still fucking crushing it to this day. So 
Uh, it was just funny. I think that's probably a culmination of what happened. But it's funny that he said it. I was like, I didn't take it as like, you know, it's, I wasn't it's like. It's cool because it's like legend status. It was funny, dude. Coming it's, from him. It's don't like, party with militia. <laughs> it's kind of cool, man. Dude, it's just a, it's a, it's an ongoing thing that I don't, I don't see dying out. People still fucking. I was thinking about say, making a stencil and putting it in my grip. Dude. <laughs> Might keep the hype going. Let's do it, dude. Let's fucking, let's get something going behind this. But yeah, if Chris listens to that, I think I'm sure he'll find some humor in it. I'll make sure I titled the podcast correctly so he'll get to watch it. Yeah, dude, be that'd like, be funny. That'd be funny. He's probably like, ah, oh, that dude's an idiot, but you know. Well, <laughs> or he's like, that dude knows how to party. Yeah. I just can't hang. <laughs> I guess, you know, I guess we'll never know. Maybe we will. I'll talk about, I'll ask him. Next time I see him back, so what's up? What's behind that? So um, I just wanted to how I like to end the show usually is just to kind of give you a chance to like give a shout out to everyone that you'd like to and to um, if there's anything you want to touch on or talk on that's fine if there's something I missed or something you just had on your mind but mostly just for shout outs so it's your mic dude do what you need to do oh man that's a that's that's a heavy. Do That's heavy thing. right there. Do your thing. Uh, I guess I just want to like say, you know, thanks to everyone that helped me out musically, skateboarding, all this, all my endeavors. You know, I moved around, but a lot of people, like a lot of people, helped me out. Like I said, my boy Nick put me on the first show I ever, the hip first hip hop show I ever played. You know, so like that was big for me because that kind of jump started me into like the Boston scene and like oh, yeah. making the album after that, like linking up with like a lot of people. So like you know that was that was big for me and then uh like skateboarding too I I just got to like you know give a shout to fucking my boy Lorenzo for like always hooking me up with formation forever and like it's still like just a dope thing to be involved in cuz he's so passionate about it uh got to give a yeah. shout out to my squad SPPs like my homie crew that has been fucking like my been like my course like we've been best friends forever and like skate music whatever you know Hi. always like back got like a strong support system uh dudes at spectrum for putting me on like back in the day when i was like you know just fucking making moves and shit and like hooking me up keeping me skating you know keeping you hyped yeah sure. uh fucking my boy uh atomic or john from like west philly i lived down in like the hood area of west philly for a while and that's like when i started uh that's kind of like when i started rapping right then and uh, I I remember, like, the first day I moved in, we, like, you know, lived on a block that was just more, like, not... It was, like, kind of past the college point, you know? Yeah. It was, like, near near college, but, like, n- a little further. And I remember we walked down to the corner, me and my friend, like, an NWA shirt on the first day, walking down in the hood, fucking, like, just some, just some white kid, you know? Just looking like an idiot. And uh, <laughs> I remember fucking, like, look, getting some hard looks for it. It was mad funny. I was just like, shit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is a good man, not a good choice. But like, and then fucking my boy John had like a, a CR Crew Records like stamp tattoo on his hand. I was like, oh, what's that? You know, like you guys do music, you know? Because like I did like super fresh, like the first song I ever recorded. So I went down like I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I rap too. Like all this, you know, talking shit, uh, like cool or something. So, like, I showed him the song, and everybody laughed at me. Everyone. <laughs> Literally, I was the only person that didn't laugh. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I fucking got sun so much. That humbled me fucking quick as shit. I didn't think I was, like, the man or something, but, like, I definitely was like, oh, yeah, like, I could do this. And then I was like, no, you can't. I was like, fuck. You gotta rebuild. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it was, like, a super huge, pivotal, like, time for me because, 
he, they like you know we all became friends like i still to this day like am fucking homies with those dudes and uh i still go back down there and see everybody because like i lived there for a bit and fucking like made a lot of relationships with all the people down there that are fucking super good people and uh you know like i really owe them a lot because like i i kept making music and i would go like you know show them all the new stuff i make up like oh they're like i made this and he'd be like yeah this is getting better but she still needed like work on this you know what i mean so like it was kind of like my fucking trial and error point where like you know i was like learning a lot and like staying at it because i like you know i had something to work towards like i wanted to go in the studio with those dudes i wanted to like fucking be on you know hang, what i'm saying hang with them, yeah, yeah. Handle it. so like eventually after a while they started letting me come to the studio and like chill when they were like doing stuff or like i'd go to the studio with john Layton, just like fucking listen to beats and just chill and then it got to the point where they started letting me like do do music with them and stuff and then like pretty much got got on the shit it was more like a crew like they put out music and stuff but it was like more like a crew crew records but uh and dude if i never did that like i probably wouldn't i don't know if i would even kept going with it you know what i mean like so i gotta really thank those dudes for like putting me on in the first place and like helping me get to a point where i still wasn't the best or anything but you know i got to a point where i could actually put down something that wasn't awful that was like your high school they kind of like put you through and taught you yeah, structure ex- exactly like so i fucking i owe those dudes a lot and then like you know i moved to boston i when i lived in california for like a bit and like i don't know it wasn't for me because like i just east coast kid you know what i mean Pride. definitely and then so i that's when i moved to boston and like i ended up like fucking living in like a dorm like I lived in this dude. I lived in here. This dude lived here. Was a rapper. This dude across the hall made fucking music videos. There was like producer. There was like mad crazy. Set up. I just got put like into this, and I was like, oh man. And that's when I like started hard at like music for real. Yeah. Still in, like trying to like make hip hop like happen for me. And then you know, I did it. I just kept doing like I just kept doing my thing, writing. Eventually. Did the mixtape, put that out, and then, you know, fucking the rest of history met fucking that dude at the show, spit a couple of fucking things for a couple minutes, got put on the other show, and now I'm here, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, it's fucking dope, but, uh, you know, I gotta thank everyone else that put me on for skating and shit, that, like, helped me out, fucking all the people I met, like, the great people I met along the way and shit, you know? So, okay. I gotta, who else, who else? Fucking, I guess, Orchard and shit, too, for, like, they kind of, like... I met bro. Bro's like, I when I went, I started to go to the shop and like chill and just like meet people because I didn't really know anyone. When I moved to Boston, I knew one person. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just like wanted to skate. I didn't like have any people to skate with, you know. I So I like, you know, started hanging around talking to bro and Armin and shit. And like, they were always like super nice. And then good I, people, dude. Yeah, super, super sure. good dudes. And they're just like down for skating. And then, like, I met Tin and, like, Mike Chu from, like, that. And then, so pretty much started meeting all those dudes and then skiing with them. But, like, without Orchard, I, you know, that was, like, my outlet to, like, that was, like, my in to meet people yeah. in the skate it's scene your in community, Boston. Which is exactly. why skateboarding can do that. Exactly. Like, that, I so. just went and ended up hanging out. And then, like, married one, I eventually started working there. Still do sometimes when Sick. they need people. So, gotta, like, thank those dudes for helping me out in skateboarding in fucking Boston, you know? Yeah. Even if it was just, like, pretty much helped me make some friends and shit, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, just embrace you, and that's yeah. good, skateboarding, good community. Yeah, it's, like, great, because I've, like, made some of, like, the best friends I've ever had in, like, the last couple of years living up here, just from, like, skating and, like, being around skating and, like, the culture, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, 
met some super good people, had some good opportunities and stuff, so it's fucking dope. Definitely, definitely, like, pay mad respect to Orchard. Those dudes, like, keep kids in the city skating, too. That's so. the shop. If you go to Boston, that's the shop, dude, for sure. Definitely Orchard. Fucking rules. Got a dudes. mini ramp inside the shop, too, so and you can stop And an art gallery. In. Yeah, it's tight. Upstairs. One-stop shop. Yeah, I don't know if you got, like, anything else fucking... Well, I just want to say to everyone, Enders is a sick album. Like, I've listened to hip-hop my whole life, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to be bumping it for sure. Um, check it out. Um, get the album. It's free to download. Um, exactly it's at, where? Uh, Fameless Fam, so famelessfam.bandcamp.com. You can get the you can get the album there, download for free. There's also a remix of one of the tracks on there called Satellite that you can download for free too. There's a lot of other artist music from the collective that's on there too. It can lead you to some other places to find some other music, which is always good. Yeah. Uh, I guess I just wanted to plug that I got another project coming out called the group's called Fresh Dirt, but it's uh, me. Myself, uh, Pages Music, and DJ Emo Beta. So that's like a EP, a longer EP. I don't know. It's like 10, 11 tracks. Should be coming out soon. That'll also be on famelessfam.bandcamp.com. And I also started working on another uh, EP after that, too. So I got a lot of stuff in the works. So I'll definitely be I'll definitely be up on Famous Fam and on my uh, Facebook music page, which is facebook.com slash Music. And, uh, yeah, you can Instagram. find updates. Instagram, Andrew from Phila. Twitter, Andrew from Phila. P-H-I-L-A. Not two L's. Not, not <laughs> Philly. Andrew from Phila. So I'm on both of those. Always posting music stuff. Always updating. I'm constantly on that shit. And I don't know. Nah, <laughs> you can't good. get off it. It's got to so. be nowadays. But, yeah, um, so. yeah. That's and, uh, that's my handle, I guess. Yeah, and then, you know me, you can get me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Anthony Shetler, and I'm on a Facebook page, just Anthony Shetler. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm hyped to have Andrew here. I just want to say thanks again, man. Thank Album's you. sick. I enjoy the music. Keep going. I'm hyped to hear the new projects. Definitely. I, give, I, got, some, I got some music to yeah. give you, too. We'll so hook I'll, it up. I will give you that. And uh, we got some future guests coming on. Um I'm trying to link up with uh, Brandon Westgate right now. Uh, we're trying to nail down a date, but he said he's down. The most pop in the game. He's good, man. He's a good skateboarder. You guys know this already. Um, also, I have a pole, a pole, and I guess I don't know how to say it. She does pole dancing, I guess. Not stripping, though. Not stripping, but like... Um, the art of pole dancing. The art of pole different. dancing. And uh, she's a champion. She's won awards and everything, and... Uh, I'm just trying to nail just down an the date. Person. Yeah, so I'm kind of curious to ask her all about that and how she is into it and how it's perceived and all the stuff and how she got into it as like not as a not as a stripper but just as a, a sport, I guess. But uh, yeah, so we got some cool guests coming on the Shetler Show. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Check out Andrew's music. Check out my skateboarding. Go to YouTube. Google us. All that stuff. Show some love or hate. Do whatever you want. Uh, we'll check you next time. Peace. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah.